All right. Yeah. Hey, everybody. How's it going? This is Bob. And tonight I'm talking to Joseph M. Leonard. Now, Leonard is spelled kind of differently, wouldn't yeah, you say? Yeah, yeah. It, it looks French. It's not Leonard. Leonard. <laughs> right. It's Leonard, but without an O. And yeah, I, I have to distinguish as Joseph M. Leonard because there is a Joseph Leonard out of one of the Carolinas that's also an author. So I have to make, oh, sure to make okay. that distinction that, you know, I want people buying my books, not that person's books. Oh, right? is his middle initial M as well? I saying? have no idea. He doesn't oh, use right. one. So, yeah, like if he did, that'd be a problem. <laughs> like Michael J. Fox. I think he put the J in there for some reason because there was a Michael Fox or something. Yep. But, yeah. Yep. So is your would you normally spell your last name with L E O N A R D? Well, most people spell Leonard that way, but yeah, no, oh. our our family it's actually Polish. I you know, I Oh, no hey, idea. get out of town. I've done some of the family heritage stuff, but uh it doesn't go back far enough to understand what you know, it was Leonard Ouskiewicz or whatever <laughs> at some point and became Leonard. Which <laughs> got shortened, right? Because, yeah, that's Probably. what happened. A lot of people who came over, they they shortened their names. Uh, well, because of World War Two, a lot of them. So, uh, you know, came over and then shortened their names so they wouldn't sound so foreign. Right. Um, right. Like on uh, my mother's side. Uh, maiden name is Kieler from the mm. German re Kiel region of Germany. So right. Kieler, what that I still haven't gone far enough quite back there either to know if it was something other than that actually, you know, way back in the weeds in Germany or not. But I do know that uh, our ancestors from Germany escaped World War One at the time. Ah, okay. So I was going to say, I was going to ask you, are you, are would, did they come over during the Second World War or before that? So World yeah. War One. So uh, the, the Italian and Polish side of the family, I'm not exactly sure when they came over. Gotcha. That's interesting, though. All very interesting. It's 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 wild that that even though it's, I mean, I guess it's been. You know, coming up on you know almost a hundred years soon, but a lot of people, their families came over because of World War Two, mm -hmm. and a lot of them don't even. I mean, nobody talked about it because it was such a shitty time. <laughs> so you don't even know that your your heritage, you know, moved uh, uh, during those those times because uh, nobody wanted to talk about it because they're like, oh no, we're American now, we're going to be American and. Right. And we're not going to talk about all that stuff because uh, we don't want to. Most you know, immigrated here to escape something. So yeah, right, exactly. They were hopeful about a renewal, their new start, their fresh start. What we are building here, yeah, that stuff. Forget about it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I'm from uh, my. I don't have a full family uh, thing either, but. Uh, they came over before both wars uh, from Europe. So I do know that much, but I don't know exactly all the different areas and so forth. So um, I do know uh, that my wife's family was German, Polish, and they came over because of the war. Mm. So 
but not all of them. So that's an interesting history there, right? So <laughs> yeah. some of them stayed and fought the war on the other side. Yeah, that, you know, that's always a part I'm, I'm curious about, too. I mean, people who could trace lineage back here, even mm -hmm. back to the Civil War, uh, oh, they right, yeah. divided, you know, some fighting for the South, some fighting for the North. I, I am curious. I mean, what family was there that left behind? Mm -hmm. what How, did the they split, do? right? Yeah, what did they do during those wars? Because, I mean, uh, you know, World War II, uh, the saying is, uh, like, only 6% of Germans actually were Nazis. You right. Know? So, I, and of that 6% even, a, a chunk of that were people who only joined the party because they needed to economically to survive before the war, right? It was, right. you know, yeah. the chance to, you know, uh, we're not making it. If I join the party, you know, it's like labor unions here mm -hmm. in a way, right? Uh, if I join the labor union, that can help me maybe get a job or not. So there's, you know, people's motivations have to be taken into consideration. It's not black and white. There's gray area. Oh, no, very, like very gray. Yeah. Frederick Porsche, Volkswagen, mm -hmm. he built what was basically the Beetle for Hitler. Right. right. People's car. People's car. The people's car. Volkswagen. The mm -hmm. people's car. Right. Yeah. Around today. He wasn't a hardcore Nazi, but... You know, uh, I make what are you gonna cars. do, right? I make cars. They ask me to make a car. I'll make mm -hmm. a car. I'll make. Yeah. What am I gonna? <laughs> I'm gonna get taken out back and shot. I guess I'll make a car. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> let's take the let's take the easier path here. Let's not uh, martyr ourselves. But yeah, I mean, it's 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 such a weird uh, combination of things. I always uh, joke that I uh, my. Uh, Lineage is a fur trapper. Everybody, um, I, all my family came down from Canada to trap uh, fur back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, beaver pelts and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so is uh, Jay Leonard Detroit? Is that your rap name? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for whatever e reason, way back when. You know, uh, I created that for my social media handle and, mm -hmm. you know, just kind of stuck on most social media platforms. I am Jay Leonard Detroit. So people then immediately know what region I'm from uh -huh. in, in, in that. Well, so. apparently that's important to you that you're from Michigan and specifically from uh, the Motor City area, I guess. Because you yeah, do have well, it, you have it in a lot of places. So yeah, I, what's I'm, the what's the history on that? Are you are you were you born there? Yeah, I'm born and raised here in Southeast Michigan. I've never owned property outside of Wyandotte, Michigan. Really? Uh, I, I you know I've resided temporarily some other places here and there, like North Miami Beach, for, for some schooling and stuff like that. But yeah, oh, I thought you were gonna. 
I thought you were going to tell me the correctional facility, but uh, that's good to know. <laughs> that was supposed to be between you and me, Bob. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I didn't want to give reminds- anything away. Yeah, that it's just reminds- the way you said that. I'm like, I don't know. What do you mean by that? Yeah, there's there's that brief year period we don't really that's talk right. about. Yeah. Where I was, where I went to Louisiana and uh, worked the chain gang. It was a hard, <laughs> a hard year. So, but, but well, that's that reminds, interesting, though. That that's reminds really me. Before we get too far in, I did mm-hmm. create a static and a Doctor Bob code promo oh, okay. code for TearStrikes.info/shop. Uh, so, if anybody wants a discount on an autographed copy, either static oh, there you go. or DRBOB. Uh, at uh, terrorstrikes.info slash shop promo code static or Dr. Bob on any one, bolt two, or all three of my books because my third book just dropped on my birthday, August 11th. Oh, really? So let's see. Uh, Promo code. Let's see if I can put this on here. (laughs) Is it just static or Dr. Bob? Yeah. Uh, for terror strikes, uh, I guess I have to learn how to spell here while we're doing this. <laughs> and what was the other? What was the other one? Is it new one too, or no? Yeah, the new one is Constitutionalist Politics, uh, based right. on the podcast. I just started a oh, podcast. Oh yeah, I know. I got to called... figure out how to spell this now. Yeah, yeah, Christ, I. Constitutionalist, like in constitutionalism. Yeah. Emerging of Christian constitutionalists. Because, you know, because of the left-right paradigm, uh, liberal conservative, Democrat-Republican, any of those labels often automatically evoke a knee-jerk, emotionally hysterical reaction. And you can't have a discussion. So I figured... I'd create the term Christitutionalists for mm-hmm. me and fellow Christians to try to come together and have a discussion on our, you know, shared principles and value based on our faith. Because, you know, the left tries to peddle this separation of church and state, which was just a Jefferson letter. There is no separation from church to state, which is what the left really wants to try to do. So, yes, we should be involved in politics. Separation of church and state just means there would be no federal official church. There would be no Church of America like there was the Church of England. Yeah, church, exactly. There you go. You're going to do what you want, right? So right. you're going to be whatever you want to be and... I don't know if you can you see that thing at the bottom of the screen at all. I don't know if you yep, can. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. Does that all look somewhat correct? Yeah, it's constitutional list. Oh, okay. Now <laughs> I got to start over. <laughs> <laughs> now I got to add an S on the back of it. Yeah, I won't let you edit that in. <laughs> there we go. All right. There you go. Hey. There we go. <laughs> so, uh, so getting back to Detroit, so you're, you know, I'm not going to ask you when you were born, but you're born in Detroit. 
you've lived in Detroit, you've traveled around a bit, but so when you traveled around, was that because it was somewhat part of schooling, but was some of it work or like out of yeah. school or yeah, work? And, may, yeah, a lot. What kind of what kind of were you doing government work or what were you doing? No, I'm a former IT guy. Oh, okay. Well, I think thankfully you got the help you need. <laughs> uh, and you got out of that because IT people in general tend to be cranky and bitter. So that's my two takes yeah, on I'm, that. Yeah, I'm bald, but that wasn't from pulling it out. Oh, okay. <laughs> it, it, that, that's that was from, natural. That's from cancer in 2010. Oh, my God. Cancer. <laughs> I had Here, I was going to make a joke about this. And yeah, well, go drop you know, the cancer I, bomb on me. Hey, I joke about it, you know, because it actually, I used to have allergies, and the chemotherapy cured the allergies too. So, oh, really? Hey, how did that work? Isn't that great? So, if you how how that out, happen? Yeah, I I have no idea, but if you've got bad outdoor allergies, get chemotherapy. <laughs> you know, you just got to lose uh, your hair in the process, but, you know. <laughs> many near-death experiences get rid of allergies, I've heard, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who knows? That might be true. We just don't realize. We bring you to the brink of death, and then guess what? No more allergies. <laughs> You're like, okay, maybe I'll skip on that one. I don't yeah, know. it may be a drastic treatment, but yeah. hey, I mean, if you're desperate... <laughs> Yeah, I I don't know if I'm that desperate. I got allergies terribly sometimes, but uh, yeah, I don't think I want to do the near death treatment. <laughs> Not yet. Maybe when I get a little older, I'll be like, yeah, I'll do that. What the heck? What what have I got to lose at this point? <laughs> so then, um, whatever you're out and about in the world, Miami and whatnot, what uh, brought you back to Michigan? You know, usually just, you know, roots, family. Uh, not a woman or anything? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Mainly I just family, thought I asked. So, yeah. Oh, that's good, though. But I mean, like, was there a crisis or just you're like, ah, this the world sucks. I want to go back to where I can get free food and mooch off of people or what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I I hate winters here, obviously, but I mean, yeah. it, it is nice having four seasons and, you know, oh, yeah. a lot of the water around here, I, I'm, I'm, I don't fish, but, you know, there's a lot to see, a lot to do around here. There's, or at least there used to be a lot of opportunity around here with uh, mm. the governor of Idiot Granholm, which is not who is now the moron Department of Energy for Bidum. Uh, <laughs> we we call that her years, eight years, the lost decade, because like ten percent of our population left during her administration. Oh, really? It was so disastrous for the It wasn't state. the fact that you could light the water on fire or anything like that? <laughs> no, we've cleaned most of that up. Oh, okay. <laughs> Good. But now you with know, our current... That makes the news. Yeah, our current wretched Whitler is another grand home. People are fleeing the state again because they've got to leave for job opportunities elsewhere. The mm. jobs are leaving. They're gone. Nobody wants to you know, uh, open new businesses here, unless if they're getting government handouts to do it. 
Right. Yeah. Uh, well, everybody wants to take advantage of a good loophole. Yeah. Yeah. That, you can put that on a T-shirt. Looking for loopholes. <laughs> the um. But well, it's interesting to me. I have never been uh, to Michigan. Uh, now, Miles, uh, my co-host on Static, uh, who's normally around, he um, uh, he's familiar and he has uh, family in Michigan. But I've never been. One of my goals over the next couple of years is to get up there to do some sightseeing. Um, if I go to Michigan, what, what should I go? I mean, you know, if you say Detroit, I'm not, I'm going to think that maybe you don't, you're putting me on. I know there's a lot better things than that up there, but. Well, Hey, you know what? Downtown Detroit's a nice place. It's just all the other square acreage looks like Hiroshima still. Yeah. You know, well, if I want to pick up a house for a dollar, maybe I'll stop by and get something. Exactly. You can literally do that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Pick up a property for a dollar. But yeah, I mean, if you've got the money to hang out and stay around the downtown expensive area, it's great. Plenty to see and do there. But yeah, most people will come to, Michigan to go to like Traverse City, that's right. kind of the resort area. Or go what's to the island that everybody goes to? They can't Ma- drive a car on Mackinac Island. Yeah, Mackinac, beautiful. Yeah. I beautiful. gotta get up there. And there yes. rich people in Mackinac. Uh, well, there's no, there's no poor people. Let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> and you gotta stay at the uh, Grand Hotel. Uh, it's expensive. And there's no air conditioning there. They've kept the, you know, hotel uh, authentic. So there's old, you know, the old steam radiators work fine, but there's no air in there. So, yeah. Uh, They just just fill them with lemonade. You'll be okay. Just push some (laughs) lemonade through them in the summertime. You'll cool off, right? You'll just lick them. Yeah, most people know of Mackinac Island because of the Somewhere in Time, Christopher Reeves, Jane Seymour movie. And, and that's the one time a car was allowed on the island. They made an oh, exception really? so that they could bring a car on the island for one, basically one scene in that one movie. One scene in the movie. And the horses those those Hollywood probably, people, they get their way, they pay yeah. off to everybody. Oh yeah, uh, I'm sure that that check they waved at him was too too good to pass on. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. They're like, yeah, it's but only if, one little car. If you do come to Mackinac Island, of course, the famous Mackinac Fudge that's world renowned. I mean, really? you can buy that anywhere, but you've got to get it made fresh in front of you, watching it being made and buy it fresh. Oh, fantastic! And the I've other never... thing. Mackinac fudge, that sounds like you're putting me on. I, yeah. <laughs> no, it really is. A, you know, it's really good. Really It'll good. Be like, yeah, you can have some Mackinac lemonade and some Mackinac fudge and some yeah. Mackinac milk. You know those ice cream sandwiches that are put between, like, two chocolate chip cookies? Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, Grand Hotel and Mackinac does those by hand. They bake the cookies fresh. The mm-hmm. fresh ice cream, you 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 out in there, you know, on their property, and they're literally making them in front of you fresh. It's like, oh my God, those are so good. <laughs> You're selling it here. <laughs> it, it's a great place to visit. It really is lovely. 
How do you spell Mackinac? I'm trying to... M-A-C-K-I-N-A-C. There's also an M-A-C-K-I-N-A-W, because there's after the Indian tribe, so there's actually ah. more than one. There's a Mackinac. Oh, I put the W on it, so I did it wrong, apparently. Yes, right. <laughs> I put an advertisement for your cookie witches on Mackinac, only $5. Uh, it actually looks like Mackinac. <laughs> Rather than Mackinac. Dang it. And, I'm and misspelling made, everything. Yeah, and you made me realize, too, the scrawl you put is was uh, before, too. was. You can't use that promo code static or Dr. Bob on Amazon. Oh, sorry. You, you have to use it on terrorstrikes.info slash shop. Oh, okay. That's what, well, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. At terrorstrikes.info. We're just going to do it all here. <laughs> all right, I've, I've done that one. I guess you're not going to push any more Mackinac cookie witches. So we'll switch it out then. There we go. So, um, no, that sounds good, though. I mean, I honestly have been wanting to come up there probably for, well, since just before COVID uh, broke, I'm like, I, we have, you know, we travel around a bit, and I'm like, we haven't been up to uh, Michigan yet. That would be a good place to go i think but then yeah. covid happened and put well, you know spoil yeah, otherwise people plans will come to either holland michigan for the tulip festival mm -hmm. or traverse city for the cherry festival or you could go to mackinac island and then from mackinac island you could take the ferry off the island back it's to a your car fudge and, festival yeah up there. <laughs> do a day trip to like to Quaminum falls which is very lovely area Oh my gosh! Everything. So, yeah, there's, there's uh, how far? Area. How far away from Canada are you? Oh, almost a stone's throw. Yeah, Wyandotte, uh, which is where I actually live, is mm -hmm. a southern suburb of Detroit, and mm -hmm. Wyandotte is actually it's considered a downriver community. So really, Wyandotte is on the river. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm not on a riverfront property in Wyandotte, uh, but, you know, five minutes less because of the traffic lights, I can be on the river staring across at Canada. Really? Oh, yeah. So do you go up and get all your medication up there? Is that the deal? <laughs> Everybody no, talks about I, how cheap it is in Canada or something. Right, you go, right. If you get hurt, you throw yourself over the border and they'll just take care of you? I haven't been to Canada in probably uh, more than 20 years just because of, you know, after 9-11, the hassle to get back and forth across the border mm -hmm. just isn't worth it. But before 9-11, I used to vacation up in Canada all the time. Uh, oh, really? Su you know, the summers are cooler, obviously, the further north you go. So right. I'd go up to Aurelia, Ontario, uh, which some people may recognize. That's the uh, home of their native son, Gordon Lightfoot. Who, oh, yes. You know, passed away last year. And, yeah. of course, Detroit, we have a tight connection with Gordon Lightfoot because of his wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald, Mariner mm. Church in downtown Detroit, there is a uh, ceremony held, a remembrance every year regarding the wreck. So I actually got to meet Gordon Lightfoot one time. At really? One of the, uh, yeah, at one of the uh, 
the uh, REC, uh, I don't know what they, they officially call it something, but, uh, you know, I'll just call it the REC Remembrance. But, you know, it's officially <laughs> called something. I can't think of what it the is. Dead, dead Sailor Memorial. Yeah. I think <laughs> so uh, did he, when he left and he said, hey, you better take care. Uh, that's, a, that's a lyric from his song. Anyway. That's Sundown. Yeah, yeah Sundown, sun you better, you better take, take care. care. Yeah. I've no. got that 45. <laughs> Your 45 RPM vinyl. Tell, yeah, it, tell us what a 45 was. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No one lost, knows what the hell you're talking about. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Is it like a cassette single? What is it? <laughs> right. It's a vinyl single. It's I a mean, vinyl a of, single. You know, a lot of the younger generation know what albums and 45. Yeah, they are do. They're, they're, they're making a comeback. Now. They're making yeah. a comeback. Because it really does. I mean, the crackle and the pop and the little bit of hiss, it adds uh, flavor to the music. Yeah, no, definitely. Definitely. So um, so you're in Michigan, you're having a good time, living your life, right? And so when did you decide, you know what I really need to do is write a book? When well, did this come about? My father was Ted Leonard Jr. of Ted Leonard Jr. and the Polka Kings. So what? Talking about vinyl records, you know, uh, I still got his album what was in it? his 45s. Oh, what was so, it? They said uh, um, uh, old SCTV, uh, Yash Mingi, and yeah. I, I'm Yash Mingi, and I'm... <laughs> What is his name? Something Schmingy and we're the happy wanderers. And it's like, zigazaga, zigazaga, hey, hey, hey. What was that? Is that what they did? <laughs> I don't remember. But oh, yeah, okay. no. So Ted Lutter Jr. and the Polka King. So I had the creative gene, and as his dad also had a polka band. So that is, you need the, to play that on your on your show. You need to play some of that music because you got I, an inside thing, I you know? I actually do. I oh, tribute, good. I tribute. I my father's tune, father's band's tune, he wrote it, but yeah, the band played it, obviously. Our Little Polish Genie is on the end of a couple of my Constitutionalist Politics podcast shows. Oh, fantastic. As a tribute to him. But yeah, I got my creative gene from him. So I've been writing my whole life, 70s and 80s. Yeah, I dabbled in music too, but I didn't play the accordion. I played in guitar and drums and keyboards. And, you know, I, I was never good enough to get a record deal like they were able to get right. a record deal. So, uh, so did you travel polka, around polka, a whole bunch, I I'm guessing? I polka, polka, polka at the bottom of the screen there now. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they toured all over, you know, the uh, northeastern states. I mean, they, they were pretty well known. And cool. In fact, a, a friend of mine uh, called me up a few months ago because an old a station that still plays polkas played one of their records the other a couple months ago so really? he called me up to let me know yeah i mean their music still gets played uh they they That's put great. out they put out hits but i never got a record deal so, but i always wrote uh i holder of more than three dozen copyrights it's just that terror strikes coming soon to a city near you finally became my first internationally published book. 
Oh, okay. So that was so you had stuff prior to that that kind of built yeah. up to being the to the terror strikes was your kind of the one that kind of put you over the edge or whatever you want to say. Right. Yeah. Put put Which me on the probably not a good phrase map. there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so have you um, because of it? Have you like been a pundit on anything? I mean, have you been like at one point everybody and their you know brother was on shows talking about terror back in the uh you know in the 90s and into yeah. the 2000s so yeah unfortunately cnn well cnn i wouldn't want to go on there i mean fox <laughs> news newsmax oan unfortunately none of them have ever called me but yeah i've oh, been man. on some radio shows talking yeah. you know about it because oh, okay you know it some people seem to foolishly think that you know, during the Wuhan hysteria, terrorists said, ah, you know, let's stop blowing people up. Let's take our AK-47s and turn them into plowshares and become farmers. Nope, didn't happen. It, just because you're not seeing it on the nightly news doesn't mean it isn't still going on. And why I thought my book was important to be international and come out in 2022 when it did, telling that lesson. It hasn't gone away, and mm -hmm. the subtitle, Coming Soon, it can happen anytime to a city near you. It can happen any place. It's not just in L.A., New York. There's a chapter on Toronto, Canada in there, London, England, mm -hmm. Madrid, Spain, Tokyo, Japan. It's not just a major urban center issue. It can happen anytime, any place. Like the East Palestine train derailment. Now, I'm not mm -hmm. saying that was terrorism, but I am saying it, my book is historical fiction, or as I call it, faction. There is some historical fact as well mm -hmm. as the fiction. Like the Tulsa chapter was about a train derailment. Well, I dramatized, which was based on a true event, that I dramatized the end of that chapter and predicted East Palestine. Interesting. So, okay, so uh, it's not all uh, like history or anything like that. Oh, no, no. That and so be too dry. <laughs> it uh, has some artistic license to it. That's interesting. So, well, like, what was if, if you what was your first uh, book then that wasn't quite as successful as this one? Uh, what was it called? My first novel. Uh, in the early 80s was the Gestapo kidnap file. Has nothing to do with the war. <laughs> what it is, is a kidnapping that takes place on Halloween. Hence okay. the Gestapo getup. I thought, I thought maybe you were going to say Gaspaccio kidnap <laughs> file. Yeah, no, that's my that's another one for my Italian side. Right? It's a, it's yeah. a cookbook <laughs> slash kidnapping. Um, <laughs> They kidnapped somebody because they didn't know how to cook. They right, they didn't know how to make it. Forced so them like, how to cook. Right? You, you make the best gazpacho, <laughs> so we're going to kidnap you and make you make it. It's kind of like um, it was a uh, Breaking Bad of its time for gazpacho. So. Yeah. Somebody um, kidnaps uh, not Wolfgang Puck. Puck. Who's, who's the idiot with the shows now? The, you know, the... Uh, Oh, I, is he always angry? Gordon Ramsay. Gordon right? Ramsay. Yeah. You're thinking Gordon Lightfoot, but yeah, yeah. Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> Gordon Ramsay. 
Gordon Ramsay. Yeah. They, yeah, that would be, I don't know if that would be, uh, actually Maybe. that sounds like it would be a good, good book because I'm sure that he would have a lot of choice words to say. <laughs> It'd have to be an adult mature book, right? Right. Yeah, exactly. Be a lot yeah, of it wouldn't be a young up. adult kind yeah. of a thing. I, yeah. I think it'd be a short one though, because I think the kidnappers would want to be rid of them and let them go real early on because of the, uh, kind of a pain in the ass type person he is. Ransom, <laughs> Ransom of Red Chief kind of spinoff there, right? So, <laughs> if you're familiar with that one. Um, yeah. Yeah, that I, I don't think anybody would pay to free <laughs> Gordon Ramsay. So, yeah. Maybe, well, I think he's got a family. I'm yeah. sure they would. We, yeah, they're making be, him lot, they're making him lots of money they probably would get rid of true. you know yeah. cash him out for that but so. i think the average person is tired of all his bazillion different variety of cooking shows that are yeah on. I know well, I am. he doesn't cook much he just yells at people i think right. mostly Who do yeah do the cooking right <laughs> yeah you're not doing it right and it's like well you do something <laughs> but uh so did uh, do you if I can ask, I mean, you don't have to answer any of these questions if you don't want to, Joe. I want to put that out there right away. <laughs> I've just been asking you. I should have prepped you for that. But so is are you would you consider yourself now just an author or you have to do other stuff on the side? Where, where are you I at? No, well, I was an IT guy, but I've been on disability since 2004. So oh, okay. uh, writing and being an author and a podcaster is not a job. It's still a hobby. Right. All those things for me. Yeah. I hope that um, your disability isn't that you couldn't talk or something because now you're really blowing it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so did you get it? Was it an accident? I mean, if I'm getting too personal, just say. No, no, that's quite all right. I, again, being in IT, I was on the technical support side of things. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, you work all day and you're fielding phone calls all night, sometimes right. in the middle of the night. And if you're on, yeah, later, 24, that, on call. Yes. Yeah. Sooner or later, that stress adds up and takes a toll. And at some point, then my body said, we're not doing this. We're shutting down. We are oh, not really? going to do this anymore. You can't do this anymore. And indeed, so you I couldn't. <laughs> you were like um, uh, like a key player then if, if you were on a call all the time. Yeah, so yeah. Then that made, well, yeah. Well, I mean, the salary was nice, right? Obviously. I mean, yeah. uh, your worth obviously then translates. So, yeah, I mean, I it was great having a six-figure salary. And mm -hmm. now I'm scraping by on disability income. Right. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a major adjustment. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, I'm sure. I mean, it's terrible. But so did you? Uh, this didn't bring on the cancer, did it? This. No. That. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. How that accidentally then happened? Who knows either? But uh, yeah, it was leukemia. It was a blood cancer. Oh, uh, terrible. So have trouble producing red and white blood cells sufficiently in that. And yeah, but the great thing is your blue blood cells were going like crazy. <laughs> oh, you're going to laugh at it. You got red, white, blue shirt on. I'm just yeah. kidding. So, <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew where you were going. Yeah. Oh, okay. It wasn't that funny. No problem. They, they can't all land. Sorry. Right. That's right. You know, okay. Since, since we're doing jokes. 
I I love lame you humor. Our humor is the same. Bad puns, I can't pass right. on them. Terror Strikes Coming Soon to a City Near You has a comic relief chapter because to make one of the sub points is you've got to keep a sense of humor. With mm-hmm. all the stress, all the serious stuff Dark going on humor. around, you've got to keep a sense of humor or you'll be sucking on your thumb, curled in the fetal <laughs> position in a corner all the time, you know? So yeah. one of the jokes from my book, a Joe original, Shakespeare, for those who love Shakespeare, to be or not to be is truly the question. Because if it's to be, I got bingo! <laughs> Lame pun, oh my gosh. but yeah, professional <laughs> comedian didn't think of it. I did. I got a, I got a bingo. There you go. In the middle of all, if we're playing bingo with all this terror going on. Come on, it's called terrorist bingo. <laughs> That'll be the sequel, terror bingo. <laughs> if, so, if you if you've got nine eleven on your bingo card, right? <laughs> Right. If you had 9-11 on your bingo card, you're well or on your way. 116 could be 116. Yeah. I'll Upside start. down, 9-11. Yeah. The, um, <laughs> so then, uh, so you're, you, you had to tap out because the, the work environment was getting to be way too harsh. You, uh, I shouldn't say tap out. That's, that's a negative connotation. I should use a better word than that. I know what you that. mean, though. I, I don't no, know. no, 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 because it makes it sound like, you know. But uh, so situation was that you needed to, to step back a little bit from that aspect of your life and go towards another one. But some people would say, Joseph, that what you're doing right now, right, is very stressful. Most people cannot talk off the top of their head like you're doing and, you know, be coherent for any length of time. You know, it's almost like public speaking in a way, because eventually this will be public, you know, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not well, that we got know, a bunch I, of people, but, you know. I have to credit my father for that again, you know, the band and being around that and then being on stage. It made that and my ability to pick up a guitar and perform on stage because that was a natural, normal thing then for us in our family. So that was never an issue, a stage fright issue like some people have or, mm-hmm. you know, terrified to have to speak in public. That's never been an issue for me. Because, I mean, that's usually number one on the list for people, you know. Public speaking, Like they'll yeah. they'll face down a bear before they'll go up in front of an audience yeah. to talk. So, yeah, the joke about, you know, imagine your audience naked. In their, yeah, or, yeah, in their underwear I naked. I how yeah. that's the most... That make I would more, say... Uh, make me more uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, it depends on your audience, I suppose. Right, uh, yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe uh, make room? you too comfortable, you know what I'm saying? Right, but, a uh, room full of supermodels. Uh, uh, yeah. Might yeah. cause another... Uh, problem to pop yeah terror would strike yeah (laughs) to use a double entendre (laughs) so uh but that's interesting though so it sounds like though that so was your dad did he have to travel all the time i mean was it just gone on the weekends yeah mostly yeah the weekends he worked a regular job he he was oh okay so he did both wow yeah he worked at general motors uh 
uh, he was in. The was he playing polka on the production floor, trying to cheer <laughs> everybody up because they had shitty jobs, or what? Yeah, he, he was a salary guy. Worked in the uh, transportation department. You know, moving shit from here to there. Oh, was he a teamster? <laughs> Logistics? No, no, no. It's salaried, oh, okay. uh, non-union. Okay, gotcha. I'm just asking. I was a teamster for several years when I was oh. younger, so you know. I teamster, was in a teamster union. baby. Yeah, I was in a union briefly when I was working in the hotel industry. I actually went to school to study... Elevator operator? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Front desk, uh, hotel, motel management, and that. And uh, first chance I had to get out of the union, I got out. And somebody there saw I had a head for the computers. And that's Ooh. how I kind of got my break into IT. And I got out of the union <laughs> and into oh, really? IT. Uh, it was at the Weston Hotel at the time. Uh, oh, high-end, Weston, that, yeah. yeah. that's that center tower in the Renaissance Center. I think mm-hmm. it's run by Marriott now, but back then... Yeah, I think was, they own all the Westons, yeah. But yeah, still high-end. That's a high, always been a high-end property. Yeah, which, which was nice at the time, too, like... Because, you know, as an employee, I got to stay at all the Westons for right. 50% off and sometimes for free, depending. Right. So, you know, that helped to be able to go someplace I would otherwise not be able to go because I could stay inexpensively at a wow. nice place. Wow. He's scamming the man at the Westin there. <laughs> so, Which, uh, a friend and I went up to Toronto for a hockey game. Just to go to who, see Maple Leaf Gardens. That was who was playing. Uh, well, obviously the Maple Leafs. Po- yeah, I forget who they played, but because of working at the hotel, I met the announcer at the time for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Really? And yeah, there was an issue. He had some issue getting ex- money exchanged, so I took care of his room for the night. Oh, oh you're, throw, you're throwing your weight around. Yeah, don't yeah. worry about it. I'll take in care ex- of it. In exchange, there was a quid, a quid pro quo. He uh-huh. gave me tickets for Maple Leaf Garden. So yeah, oh. me and a friend drove up to Toronto, stayed at the Western for free, got to go to a game for free. It basically cost us the gas and food. Right. <laughs> that's, a cool, that's a cool story there because, I mean, that's not your norm. Uh, I got well. Maybe living in in uh, Michigan, you can just jump over the border and go see a hockey game. But uh, it, that sounds pretty interesting. I mean, it's like yeah, we're gonna go play see the Maple Leafs play against the whomever it was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would have uh, been nice if they would have been playing Detroit that day. But, yeah. <laughs> the Red Wings. <laughs> you know, you, why did you have your octopus with you? You're gonna throw your octopus out there? <laughs> no, uh, no way. I was gonna smuggle one of those things in. <laughs> I actually, I actually witnessed an octopus on the ice for a game a long time ago. Now, uh, they were playing. I was in St. Louis at the Blues, obviously, and the and the Red Wings came down. This is when Gretzky played for the Blues. Oh, that rare season. One year, <laughs> right? I was going to see Gretzky play for the Blues, and they threw the octopus out. Uh, all these Detroit. I swear to God, half the audience was from Detroit. 
oh, that came yeah. down to see the game. Yeah, uh, that was close it was enough amazing. to drive. Yeah, close enough yeah. to drive, or you could take an Amtrak from right. Detroit. Right, I mean, it was lousy with Detroit people. Uh, <laughs> and then they threw these octopus on the ice. It was crazy. I was like, yeah. what are they well, doing? We, I had no idea at the time. So we, we started that trend ages ago, and... So many others have picked right the Florida Panthers, they throw rats. The story behind that Panthers. is a <laughs> uh, one a rat was in the building, got onto the ice, and one of the Panther players killed it with his stick along the boards. Great. <laughs> that birthed the throwing of plastic rats movement. Oh my god. In gosh. Nashville, they throw carp. Kind of, you know, because it yeah. comes from the water anyway, and yeah. there's lots yeah, of carp. Nashville's and, known about their water. Yeah, and in Vegas, they they throw flamingos. They flow. <laughs> they throw uh, uh, showgirls. <laughs> <laughs> showgirls or uh, chips from the from the uh, area. No, casinos. those are worth too much. <laughs> yeah, I'm always high rollers. Chips. These are high rollers, you know. Yeah, dollar chips, maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. So, um, so then, uh, so well, I forgot where I was at on you. I'm, I'm going. I'm doing a little chronological Joseph uh, thing here. Ah. <laughs> so, so actually, you've been uh, kind of doing your thing, this kind of thing, basically since 2004. You said, or yeah, yeah. So, yeah. okay. So, so I mean, would is there? I mean, what's your end goal that you're hoping for? I guess I don't want to get to the end yet, but we're going to be yeah. on an hour here pretty soon, so well, we're probably out of March that way. You know, I I have no expectations of you know whatever number of books to sell, but you know, you know, just selling more books and becoming known as an author would would be really nice. You know, mm -hmm. but I mean, my legacy is already established. The third book is out now. Those aren't going to go anywhere. Uh, they'll be what's available. The, what's the name of your third one? What's once the name I expire. Uh, get constitutionalist politics to go. Oh, that's right. To go with the you podcast. Told me that. Yep, yep, yep. And the middle book is how to write a book and get it published. Hints, tips, and techniques. Because I go on a lot of shows to talk about terror strikes coming soon to a city near you. And they'd say, well, since you went through assisted publishing, as I call it, there's, mm -hmm. you know, it's mainly known as self-publishing. Uh, but there's various levels. There's like the vanity press kind. There's somewhat self-publishing that they help you with. And then there's higher end that I call assisted publishing. And I went that route. Well people would ask me to come back on and talk about that process. Well, after a dozen times, I thought, you know what, let me go on Amazon. And I looked, sure enough, there's a bazillion books on how to put your book on Amazon. Right, but, right. But not from concept to writing it, character mm. development, scene development, to what are your realistic publishing options, and then what do you got to do after you've published? Obviously, like this, you've got to mm -hmm. promote, right, if you're going to sell any books. So I have an all-encompassing book. But also, if, you know, anybody, I'm sure there's one or two people in your audience that has a book in them. So no. for the 99.9% .9 else of your audience, 
don't unless it's homemade about... porn i don't think there's a book in them <laughs> <laughs> but think of it as a tell-all without names no kardashian names are dropped however yeah uh, it's a behind the scenes of what does an author go through you know if you read a lot of books and you've got a bunch of books on your bookshelf at home or you've got a whole library what did an author go through to make that book available for you to be able to read it so mm -hmm. it's for non-writers also to understand the process of what it takes for books to be on bookshelf hmm, interesting i actually read an excerpt from that one uh how to write uh, i read your uh, whatever they give you on on amazon that you can read i read through that uh and it's because i've always thought i mean i i don't know that i really want to be a writer per se but i i kind of like to do a lot of different things so i thought i would like to write something and get it put it out there in some format uh, well, I've actually I've done it already in one format, but I'd like to do it as more of a written book. I did like a um, when my kids were little, I did a children's book for them and put it out and everything. So, uh, but that's not you know that's different. So, yeah. well, my, <laughs> but, our, our friend Michael Gardner took the advice in my How to Write a Book and Get It mm -hmm. Published: Hints, Tips, and Techniques. For you, one of the tricks. And the tips is you have a podcast. You sure. can take a podcast episodes, have them transcribed, and you've yeah. got automatic chapters. Oh, I know. We got a thousand clean, chapters. Clean up that <laughs> chapter to, you know, add things that, you know, weren't thought of at the time that could have gone with those episodes. And it's, bam, it's the work. You, you've Joseph, got a Dr. So Bob yeah, well, no. I just I like to lay in the sunshine and soak up the rays. That's and, not a huge know. amount of work, though, really. Like my Christitutionalist book, I put together in under a month because I use my hints, tips, and techniques from my How to Write a Book and Get It Published book. So it doesn't have to take a year if you use the hints, tips, and techniques in my How to Write a Book wow. and Get It Published See, now I talked to Michael not too long ago, and I'm like, you, and I'll say this. I actually got a question about that, but let me say this first. Let me say this about that. Um, so uh, he, I said, you're, you are a great, and, and this is not, I'm saying this because this is what people say, but it's not a negative. I'm not saying it in a negative. You're a, a good, shameless self-promoter. And that is a, that is a skill that a lot of people don't have because, you get wrapped up in, you know, oh, I can't talk about this or I can't talk about that or, you know, but you are, are you and Michael are two good examples of being very good at that. You're, you, you, it's not everything you're talking about, but when it comes up, you take the opportunity to talk about it. Right. And, and it, it's, you know, you don't just start it. Like, I don't know if you've ever encountered somebody who they can't get off of the, of that. You know what I mean? They can't answer another question. They can only, they can only keep referring back to the material. Um, but you guys are very good at uh, whenever the opportunity presents itself, you take it as opposed to uh, not, or, or being, you know, faux bashful because most people are faux bashful yeah. on these kind of things yeah and go oh you know that whatever don't you know don't worry about that 
no, you know, you've put the effort into it. It's obviously uh, something that's out there and you're yeah. uh, do a great job of uh, presenting it when the opportunity uh, comes to you. And you're like, yeah, yeah hey, well, look, I got Mike, this book. Michael Clawson is the CEO of Illumify Media, which Terror Strikes, I approached them to help mm -hmm. with that book. And he created, he literally created a whole new subsidiary for me and future books like mine called McHenry Press. Yes, if that sounds familiar, as in Fort McHenry, that Francis oh, yeah. Scott, Scott Key wrote. Scott Key, right, yeah. I've been, I've been there. About. Oh, yeah. So Yeah, I went to Fort McHenry, yeah. They, Michael Clawson has said, yeah, he wishes all their authors were like me because he has some that are like you say you know they want to put out a book and then hope through osmosis it will sell well no <laughs> you've got to be your first and best salesperson <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna make a book called osmosis the book and then it, it, it's just blank pages and you put it on you put it in your mind onto the page that's my book osmosis the um so how did you and Michael yeah. uh, Gardner yeah. well, somebody, connect? Well, somebody did that. Oh, the Osmosis, the book? Yeah. Well, that, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, not by that title, but somebody wrote Reasons to Vote for a Democrat, and it's empty. It's oh, it's a, a blank. Bunch of blank pages. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but no, yeah, it's Michael a, Gardner. It's a Moleskine I, or whatever. It's a Moleskine. Yeah. Well, and through my efforts to promote terror strikes coming soon to a city near you, at the time, he was doing The Patriot Angle, which morphed into Savage Unfiltered, uh, mm -hmm. which thankfully I'm so grateful he allows me to co-host with him because mm -hmm. we hit it off so well. Talking about my book one time, he invited me back for a series. I was on The Patriot Angle four times, and when he moved to Savage Unfiltered, he approached me to do co-hosting. I said, oh, absolutely. I wanted to do a podcast. I would never start one up my own, but if I co-host, that would be great. And, you know, the rest, as they say, is history. Because without Michael, constitutionalist politics, would podcast and book wouldn't have been born because I would have still had that, even though I've been on, a you know, countless podcasts, radio, TV, whatever, doing interviews, hosting is, of course, a whole other kettle of fish, right? right? So, as is co-hosting. You're the sidekick. You get to just interject here and there. Uh, you, you don't have to carry the show yourself. Right. Uh, and fill in those gaps and keep the discussion moving if there's a guest. Now, like constitutionalist politics, I think it is meant to be a, a complimentary uh, to the Liberty Beacon that I drop a article, a political article every weekend, Saturday. Mm -hmm. So I created Constitutionalist Politics to kind of piggyback off those articles. And now Constitutionalist Politics, the book, piggybacks off of the podcast. But yeah, if I would not been a, a co-host for a while, I would have never felt comfortable enough to start my own podcast from scratch like I was able to do.
Yeah, no, that's it, fantastic. And, but you guys, I mean, have you, you haven't, I mean, what kind of history do you guys have? How, how long have you known each other, I guess, is my question. Only a couple of years now. Yeah. Oh, okay. We, so it's we, not... met, we met through my attempts to promote terror strikes coming right. into the city. I found the Patriot Angle through one of the interface services, uh, Matchmaker FM. It may have been. Oh, okay. okay. You know, there's that. There's podcast guest list. There's radio guest list. There's different services that right. people who with shows uh, put up a profile and people like me who have something to promote, put up a yeah, profile. Yeah. It's kind of like a Tinder for podcasters. Oh, no, don't say Tinder. <laughs> this, is a, this is the grinder for podcasters. <laughs> the, um, <laughs> okay, I wasn't sure because I, I, I asked Michael that same question. Uh, so I kind of knew the answer a little bit, but I was just curious because, you know, it seems like you guys have kind of uh, been – meshed for a longer time than I guess what it has been. I would have thought you'd known each other at, you know, some period in the past and, and came together several years to go to do something, but uh, it's, yeah. it's, it's all kind of organic. It's happened well, it's over just, just a whole time. Things. It's just, you know, certain people you're like join souls, you know, there's your next sure. book, join souls <laughs> where you meet them, you have a discussion and it is indeed like, You've known each other your whole lives. Uh, I'm sure you've had people like that. In your no, life that uh, come, mo come yeah, most of the time it's ever one and done. I don't even <laughs> want to talk to people anymore. <laughs> no, we've you and I have talked now for several times over the yeah, last yeah. year or so. The um, but and, and, uh, and, and, have, do we know each other well enough that I could call you Bobby now? I no, know I no one calls me Bobby. Come on. <laughs> What the hell? <laughs> hey, I was keeping it civil. Now you got fighting words going on with this. What am I, a Brady Bunch kid? <laughs> you know? Uh, no, no, Bobby. I just like to keep it short and sweet. You can call, uh, Michael calls me Dr. Bob because we had a whole discussion about his psyche one time, but uh, yeah, uh, I'm not I, a doctor. I, I, so ad I adopted that too. Right. From, from you being on Savage Unfiltered. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Right. I'm not, I'm not a doctor, but you're uh, an honorary doctor. Yeah I, I, yeah. I wish I was even an honorary doctor, but uh, no. I've got an honorary PhD but I uh, usually, I think your show is the only show I think I've ever mentioned that. <laughs> really? How yeah. did you get that? Yeah. Oh, you give a lot of money to somebody? What do you do for that? <laughs> no, it, it, just through one of my odd publications and they came across oh. me and, you know, and they said, there's this opportunity that you could, you know, because people get honorary degrees from places yeah. all the time. You know, yeah. and, uh, and, I, and yeah, and uh, Cosby's got one, and they're not thinking it's such a good idea anymore. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, I don't know. We get this this uh, pharmacy school gave them an honorary doctorate, and they're thinking they yep. want to think. No, I'm joking. But, but technically, technically, I could put Doctor Joseph L. Leonard on my books, but Ooh. you know, I. I'm not going to go there. I you can put. It, you have to put there. honorary. Don't you? Can you really do that? I don't know. Oh, yes, you can. Oh, interesting. 
all these rules in the world that no one knows about. <laughs> so, uh, so what's I, next for Joseph? I, I also have a minister. Oh, also have a minister card. So, Is it from the Universalist uh, whatever? No, no, no. <laughs> Rose Ministries. Uh, oh, I'm I'm one of the online early online ministries, Universal Universalist or whatever. I got one yeah, of those. Yeah. So you can call me yeah. Reverend Doctor Bob if you want. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, next time you're on Savage Unfiltered, I'll pop that in. So that Reverend Dr. Will, Bob. Michael will say, what? Where did that yeah, come from? And we I got go that. Gosh, this would have been probably not even the year 2001, somewhere around there. I got ah, that. Yeah. Long time so ago. Way, you, way like back. me, can legally marry somebody. Right. I, I did that. The whole bit was I was going to, I was trying to get somebody to let me marry them, but it didn't work out. But uh, <laughs> I, it, for their own good. Uh, I mainly wanted to be able to have that. So a, a, as a Christian, I, I'm not trying to push my faith on anybody. Oh, you, it's whenever I, you said Christitutionalist, you're pushing well, up there. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think people got it. But yeah, but I wanted to be able to, um, uh, minister in hospitals if somebody wanted it. I oh. ministered with somebody at a courthouse one time because, uh, mm -hmm. you know, they were in it. Obviously, if you're at a courtroom, something's going on, and, and they were in a frenzy. And I asked them if they mm -hmm. were Christian indeed, so that I that she said yes. So I said, well, how about we pray together? And Oh, you know, no, that, you're using the, that, it's not a pickup line, her. is it? No, Joseph? it was not a pickup line. <laughs> no. And, you know, well, that, I am a reverend, by the that way. That helped so. calm her, you know. And, you oh, know, well, that was very kind I of you. I hope that made a difference for her. You're being a kind, kind person. Even though you talk about terror, it's okay. <laughs> well, you know, so, and, and about that, let me... Yeah. Cause you people, gotta show me the. I'm gonna grab a piece of paper so I. Get it looks like a manifesto. Right. Watch out! Yeah. <laughs> because I like to say that it's a book within a book. We follow Martin, who's a Detroit newspaper person, who's mm -hmm. writing a book on terrorism. So yes, terrorism is the thread that holds it together. But that's not really what it is. I'm not selling fear porn. It's not a Rambo kind of blood and gut shoot them up. So yes, mm -hmm. it's about terrorism, but not book about death, but life and living. Life mm -hmm. over death, hope over fear, faith over despair, love over hate, good over evil, individualism over collectivism, freedom over tyranny. So there's the political aspects, family and friends. So again, that's, you know, the you know the exactly what it says family and friends don't live in fear don't be stupid don't be clueless like mm -hmm. in my uh uh naperville illinois chapter in the book teresa uh, naperville teresa says she thought she was the mama bear she need be for her child but she realized she was really more an ostrich right because if an mm -hmm. ostrich your barrier in your head to things doesn't mean they're not going to affect you still. Ostrich wanders onto train tracks, hears a noise, buries its head between the tracks, isn't going to stop it being bowled over and slaughtered <laughs> by the train just because it doesn't see and hear it coming anymore. Right? So I use mm -hmm. uh, another joke. 
so I use that <laughs> metaphor, right? That analogy, right. right? But I like to say, don't ever compliment my metaphors. I'm too clever to use metaphors. I use meta sixes. But um, uh, oh my god, that's because I have a PhD. And got, yeah, and then you're a reverend doctor. So what what's next for Joe? So I mean, you got the book out. What was it? Uh, let me put it up here. There, there you go. New book. Uh, but what's what's the next thing? So we know about this new book, but yeah. you got to be working on something else, don't you? Well, what are you going to do? Yeah, I certainly have other more cancer. You thinking about more cancer or? <laughs> I hope not. Yeah, yeah I, I hope do not have either. <laughs> a few irons in the fire. My next immediate plan is Christitutionalist Two, uh, so that it comes out next year before the Electric election. Electric Boogaloo is that what that is? Like breaking <laughs> yeah. two? Right before the election. Again, about bringing like-minded thinking Christians to think more about their politics. Like I say about that book, it's meant to make people think. You know, it's controversial and upsetting in parts, and it's meant to be. Just like Terror Strikes is. This is a, a disclaimer on the bottom of every page of TerrorStrikes.info website. Warning. Many deem me and my book controversial and upsetting, and terror strikes and Christitutionalists both are meant to be, meant to make people think, to challenge your own as well as others' intentions, motives, your own and others' morality and mortality. Hmm. Interesting. So, more, yeah. more books... More food, yeah, uh, talking, so, more, yeah, yeah to keep uh, the podcast going. That second mm -hmm. book next year, hopefully, to try and help influence next year's election and uh, and other irons in the fire. I've got a book working title "Living Hell." Another one, so tired. Uh, I'm hoping to hear back from a Rabbi Kurt uh, Schneider here in Michigan. He's mm -hmm. got a project called Taking the Rainbow Back about, you know, how the lefty elf, rainbow alphabet mafia has tried to co-opt <laughs> the seven colors of the rainbow, mm -hmm. taking one out, making it a six-color rainbow flag. So he's got Taking the Rainbow Back project, and I propose to him a joint book. Uh, some of my stuff and all of his stuff. In fact, I sent it to him. He wouldn't have to do any of the work. He's done it all. It's on his right. website. I just lift it, put it in the book along with my stuff. Bam, there's a book. <laughs> there you go. That sounds wild. Yeah, I think they did the uh, drop the colors so that they get a cheaper bulk buy uh, <laughs> for their materials. I'm just joking here. So uh, <laughs> they're going for the bulk discount. The um, so it's uh, now you're saying Christitutional instead of Christitutional now. Is that the deal? Uh, well, yeah, I pronounce it Christitutional. Okay, I just want to make in, sure. As in the original Christos, ah. you know that where where Xmas comes from. It's actually mm -hmm. short for Christos Mass. So. Yeah. Uh, when someone says Merry Xmas, 
uh, if you're a fellow Christian and you're getting upset, oh my God, you're taking Christ out of Christmas. Uh, no, they're not. You're the dumb one. They're saying <laughs> Merry Christos Mas, the original, uh -huh. actual Christos Mas. So it's if not they, if they even know that, maybe that. they don't know it. That's yeah. the problem. Most people don't know it. And yes, I go <laughs> into that in constitutionalist politics. <laughs> to educate, because, yeah, unfortunately, there's a whole lot of fellow Christians that sadly don't know a whole lot about their own faith. <laughs> wow. There you go. You, there you had it, right there. <laughs> Joseph and Leonard, you can find them at Savage Unfiltered. Uh, Constitutionalist, uh, look for those at any of your podcast uh you know, aggregators. Yeah, I'm on 14 platforms going for more. And uh, <laughs> let me hit this button here and get your promo codes there at terrorstrikes.info for uh, for all your books or just for the Terror yeah, Strikes no, book? Yeah, no, discount on any one, any book. two, or all three. It, the discount will apply to all three if you buy all three. All three will be autographed. This is only open to U.S. residents, though, because... I include free shipping. You don't shipping want to pay too. that crazy, crazy shipping overseas, right? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I can send you a book in the U.S. for three dollars and ninety-eight cents. That I can handle. <laughs> but I'm not sending a book for twenty dollars, so that the book costs or the shipping costs more than the book. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. We got to play the game with the old uh, shippers. But anyone outside the U.S. again, these are international books. Uh, you can go to terrorstrikes.info slash shop, and there's a link to international shopping, which oh. will take you to another page. Places closer to you, you can buy that book. Oh, okay. So then that way you don't have to worry about shipping it across the uh, across the continents yep. and so forth. I, I do pretty well in Australia through Booktopia. <laughs> really? Yep. It's interesting. I was just talking to a guy from Australia yesterday. Go figure. Oh. <laughs> uh, well, un, Uncensored Yarns. That was his show. Anyway, we're not going to promote him. This is a, but uh, but uh, go go look up more stuff on Leonard. And uh, if you got it, if you love polka, listen to his dad's stuff. Right? Yeah, you could go to terrorstrikes.info under the more tab. There's a tribute page to my father, and you can hear our little little polish genie on that page also if you're a billy idol fan you want to go to terrorstrikes.info slash billy idol and i'll just leave you with that as a tease uh hopefully you now want to understand what is joseph m leonard and billy idol uh how do they you know i i connect? have this weird uh thought that you guys were in bangladesh at a bar <laughs> <laughs> Mum, mum's the word. You got to go to the little website to see that. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Joseph. Uh, and I'm sure I'll be talking to you again sometime, All right. somewhere. Thanks for having me on, Dr. Bob. Really appreciate it. Take care. God bless. All right. Yeah. Hey, everybody. How's it going? This is Bob. And tonight I'm talking to Joseph M. Leonard. Now, Leonard is spelled kind of differently, wouldn't yeah, you say? Yeah, yeah. It, it looks French. 
It's not Leonard. Leonard. <laughs> right. It's Leonard, but without an O. And yeah, I, I have to distinguish as Joseph M. Leonard because there is a Joseph Leonard out of one of the Carolinas that's also an author. So I have to oh, make, sure to make okay. that distinction that, you know, I want people buying my books, not that person's books. Oh, right. is his middle initial M as well? I saying? have no idea. He doesn't oh, use right. one. So, yeah, like, if he did, that'd be a problem. <laughs> like Michael J. Fox, I think he put the J in there for some reason because there was a Michael Fox or something. Yep. But, yeah, yep. So is your, would you normally spell your last name with L-E-O? N-A-R-D? Well, most people spell Leonard that way, but yeah, no, oh. our, our family, it, it's actually Polish. I, you know, I oh, no hey, idea. get out of town. I've done some of the family heritage stuff, but uh, it doesn't go back far enough to understand what, you know, it was Leonard Ardorowski-ish or whatever <laughs> at some point and became Leonard. Which got shortened, right? Because yeah, that's Probably. what happened. A lot of people who came over, they they shortened their names. Uh, well, because of World War Two, a lot of them. So uh, you know, came over and then shortened their names so they wouldn't sound so foreign. Right. Um, right. Like on uh, my mother's side, uh, maiden name is Keeler, from the mm. German re. Keel region of Germany. So right. Keeler, what that, I still haven't gone far enough quite back there either to know if it was something other than that actually, you know, way back in the weeds in Germany or not. But I do know that uh, our ancestors from Germany escaped World War One at the time. Ah, okay. So I was going to say, I was going to ask you, are you, are, we, did they come over during the Second World War or before that? So World yeah. War One. So uh, the, the Italian and Polish side of the family, I'm not exactly sure when they came over. Gotcha. That's interesting, though. All very interesting. It's 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 wild that that even though it's, I mean, I guess it's been. You know, coming up on you know almost a hundred years soon, but a lot of people, their families came over because of World War Two, mm-hmm. and a lot of them don't even. I mean, nobody talked about it because it was such a shitty time. <laughs> so you don't even know that your your heritage, you know, moved uh, uh, during those those times because uh, nobody wanted to talk about it because they're like, oh no, we're American now, we're going to be American and. Right. And we're not going to talk about all that stuff because uh, we don't want to. Most you know, immigrated here to escape something. So yeah, right, exactly. They were hopeful about a renewal, their new start, their fresh start. What we are building here, yeah, that stuff. Forget about it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I'm from uh, my. I don't have a full family uh, thing either, but. Uh, they came over before both wars uh, from Europe, so I do know that much, but I don't know exactly all the different areas and so forth. So um, I do know uh, that my wife's family was German Polish, and they came over because of the war. Mm. So, uh, but not all of them. So that's an interesting history there, right? So <laughs> yeah. some of them stayed and fought the war on the other side yeah that you know that's always a part on 
I'm curious about to, I mean, people who could trace lineage back here, even mm -hmm. back to the Civil War. Uh, oh, right, yeah. divided, you know, some fighting for the South, some fighting for the North. I, I am curious. I mean, what family was there that left behind? What How, did the split, they do? right? Yeah, what did they do during those wars? Because, I mean, uh, you know, World War II, uh, the saying is, uh, like, only 6% of Germans actually were Nazis. You know, right. So I, and of that six percent, even a, a chunk of that were people who only joined the party because they needed to economically to survive before the war. Right. It was, right. You know yeah. the chance to. You know uh, we're not making it if I join the party. You know it's like labor unions here mm -hmm. in a way. Right. Uh, if I join the labor union, that can help me maybe get a job or not. So there's, you know, people's motivations have to be taken into consideration. It's not black and white. There's gray area. Oh, no, very, like very gray. Yeah. Frederick Porsche, Volkswagen, mm -hmm. he built what was basically the Beetle for Hitler. Right. right, people's car, the, people's car. The people's car, Volkswagen, the mm -hmm. people's car. Right, yeah. around today. He wasn't a hardcore Nazi, but, you know, uh, I make cars. What are you going to do, right? I make cars. They ask me to make a car. I'll make mm -hmm. a car. I'll make, yeah, what am I going <laughs> to, I'm going to get taken out back and shot. I guess I'll make a car. Right. Right? <laughs> Let's take the let's take the easier path here. Let's not uh, martyr ourselves. But yeah, I mean it's 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 such a weird uh, combination of things. I always uh, joke that I uh, my uh, lineage is a fur trapper. Everybody, uh, I all my family came down from Canada to trap uh, fur back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> so you know beaver pelts and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so is uh, Jay Leonard Detroit? Is that your rap name? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for whatever e reason, way back when, you know, uh, I created that for my social media handle, and uh -huh. you know, just kind of stuck on most social media platforms. I am Jay Leonard Detroit, so people then immediately know what region I'm from uh -huh. and, and, and that. Well, so. apparently that's important to you, that you're from Michigan and specifically from uh, the Motor City area, I guess, because yeah, you do have well, it. You have it in a lot of places, so. Yeah. I, what's, the, what's the history on that? Are you, are you, were you born there? Yeah, I was born and raised here in southeast Michigan. I've never owned property outside of Wyandotte, Michigan. Really? Uh, I, I, you know, I've resided temporarily some other places here and there, like North Miami Beach for, for some schooling and stuff like that. But yeah, no, I thought you're going to, I thought you're going to tell me a, a correctional facility, but uh, that's good <laughs> to know. <laughs> that was supposed to be between you and me, Bob. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> Oh, I didn't want to reminds, give anything away. Yeah, that it's just reminds, the way you said that. I'm like, I don't know. What does he mean by that? <laughs> yeah, there's there's that brief year period we don't really talk <laughs> right. about. 
where well, I was where I went to Louisiana and uh, worked the chain gang. It was a hard <laughs> a hard year. So, but well, that that's interesting my, though. That that's reminds really me. Before we get too far in, I did mm -hmm. create a static and a Doctor Bob code promo. Oh, okay. Code for tearstrikes.info slash shop. Uh, so if anybody wants a discount on an autographed copy, either Stan oh, or DRBOB uh, at uh, tearstrikes.info slash shop, promo code static or Dr. Bob, on any one, bolt two, or all three of my books, because my third book just dropped on my birthday, August 11th. Oh, really? So let's see. Uh, promo code. Let's see if I can put this on here. <laughs> Is it just static or Dr. Yeah. Bob? Yeah. Uh, for terror strikes. Uh, I guess I have to learn how to spell here while we're doing this. <laughs> and what was the other, what was the other one? Is it a new one too or no? Yeah. The new one is Christitutionalist politics. Uh, based right. on the podcast, I just started a oh, podcast. Oh yeah, I know. I gotta called, figure out how to spell this now. Yeah, yeah. Christ, I, constitutionalist, like in constitutionalism. Yeah. Emerging of Christian constitutionalist. Because you know, because of the left-right paradigm, uh, liberal conservative, Democrat Republican, any of those labels often automatically evoke a knee-jerk, emotionally hysterical reaction, and you can't have a discussion. So I figured I'd create the term Christitutionalists for mm -hmm. me and fellow Christians to try to come together and have a discussion on our you know, shared principles and value based on our faith. Because, you know, the left tries to peddle this separation of church and state, which was just a Jefferson letter. There is no separation from church to state, which is what the left really wants to try to do. So, yes, we should be involved in politics. Separation of church and state just means there would be no federal official church. There would be no Church of America like there was the Church of England. Yeah, Church exactly. There you go. You're gonna do what you want, right? So right. You're gonna be whatever you want to be, and I don't know if you can you see that thing at the bottom of the screen at all. I don't know if you. Yep, can. yep, yep. Okay. Does that all look somewhat correct? Yeah, it's constitutional list. Oh, okay. <laughs> now I gotta start over. <laughs> <laughs> Now I gotta add a nest on the back of it. Yeah, won't let you edit that in. <laughs> there we go. All right, there you go. Hey, there we go. <laughs> so, uh, so getting back to Detroit. So you're, you know, I'm not gonna ask you when you were born, but you're born in Detroit. You've lived in Detroit. You've traveled around a bit, but so when you traveled around, was that because you said for part of schooling? But was some of it work or like out of yeah. school or yeah work and, made, yeah a lot of what kind of what kind of were you doing government work or what were you doing no I'm a former IT guy oh okay well I think thankfully you got the help you need 
and you've got out of that because IT people in general tend to be cranky and bitter. So that's my two takes yeah, on I'm, that. Yeah, I'm bald, but that wasn't from pulling it out. Oh, okay. <laughs> it, it, that that's that was from, natural. That's from cancer in 2010. Oh, my God. Cancer. <laughs> I had Here, I was going to make a joke about this. And yeah, well, drop you know, the cancer I, bomb on me. Hey, I joke about it, you know, because it actually, I used to have allergies, and the chemotherapy cured the allergies too. So, oh, really? Hey, how did that work? Isn't that great? So, if you how, got how did that out, happen? Yeah, I I have no idea, but if you've got bad outdoor allergies, get chemotherapy. You know, you just got to lose your hair in the process, but, you know. (laughs) Many near-death experiences get rid of allergies, I've heard, yeah. (laughs) Who knows? That might be true. We just don't realize. We bring you to the brink of death, and then guess what? No more allergies. You're like, okay, maybe I'll skip on that one. Yeah, it may be a drastic treatment, but hey, I mean, if you're desperate... Yeah, I I don't know if I'm that desperate. I got allergies terribly sometimes, but uh, yeah, I don't think I want to do the near death treatment. <laughs> Not yet. Maybe when I get a little older, I'll be like, yeah, I'll do that. What the heck? What do, what do I got to lose at this point? <laughs> so then, um, whatever you're out and about in the world, Miami and whatnot, what uh, brought you back to Michigan? Oh, usually just, you know, roots, family. The uh, was, not a woman thing. or anything? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Mainly I just family, thought I asked. So, yeah. Oh, that's good, though. But I mean, like, was there a crisis or just you're like, ah, this the world sucks. I want to go back to where I can get free food and mooch off of people or what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I I hate winters here, obviously, but I mean, yeah. it, it is nice having four seasons and, you know, oh, yeah. a lot of the water around here, I, I'm, I'm, I don't fish, but, you know, there's a lot to see, a lot to do around here, there's, or at least there used to be a lot of opportunity around here with uh, mm. the governor of idiot Granholm, which is not who is now the moron department of energy for by dumb uh <laughs> we we call that her years eight years the lost decade because like 10 percent of our population left during her administration oh really it was so disastrous for the it state. wasn't the fact that you could light the water on fire or anything like that? <laughs> no we've cleaned most of that up oh okay <laughs> good but now you with know, our current that makes the news yeah our current wretched whitler is another grand home people are fleeing the state again because they've got to leave for job opportunities elsewhere the mm. jobs are leaving they're gone nobody wants to you know, uh, open new businesses here, unless if they're getting government handouts to do it. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, everybody wants to take advantage of a good loophole. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, you can put that on a T-shirt. Looking for loopholes. <laughs> the um, but uh, well, it's interesting to me. I have never been uh, to Michigan. Uh, now, Miles, uh, my co-host on Static, uh, who's normally around, he. Um, 
uh, he's familiar and he has uh, family in Michigan, but I've never been. One of my goals over the next couple of years is to get up there to do some sightseeing. Um, if I go to Michigan, what what should I go? I mean, you know, if you say Detroit, I'm not, I'm going to think that maybe you don't you're putting me on. I know there's a lot better things than that up there, but well, hey, you know what? Downtown Detroit's a nice place. It's just all the other square acreage looks like Hiroshima still. Yeah. You know. Well, if I want to pick up a house for a dollar, maybe I'll stop by and get something. Exactly. You can literally do that yeah. in Detroit. <laughs> yeah. Pick up a property for a dollar. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if you've got the money to hang out and stay around the downtown expensive area, it's great. Plenty to see and do there. But really? yeah, most people will come to. Michigan to go to like Traverse City, that's right. kind of the resort area. Or go. What's to the island that everybody goes to? They can't Mac drive a car on. Mackinac Island, yeah. Mackinac, beautiful. Yeah. I beautiful. gotta get up there. And there yes. rich people in Mackinac. Uh, well, there's no, there's no poor people. Let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> and you gotta stay at the uh, Grand Hotel. Uh, it's expensive. And there's no air conditioning there. They've kept the, you know, hotel uh, authentic. So there's yeah. old, you know, the old steam radiators work fine, but there's no air in there. So, yeah. Uh, well, they, can just, left they just fill them with lemonade. You'll be okay. Just push some <laughs> lemonade through them in the yeah. summertime. You'll cool off, right? But but you, you'll just lick them. Yeah, most people know of Mackinac Island because of the Somewhere in Time, Christopher Reeves, Jane Seymour movie. And, and that's the one time a car was allowed on the island. They made an oh, exception really? so that they could bring a car on the island for one, basically one scene in that one movie. One scene in the movie. And the horses those those Hollywood people, they get their way, they pay yeah. off to everybody. Oh yeah, uh, I'm sure that that check they waved at him was too too good to pass on. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. They're like, yeah, it's but only if, one little car. If you do come to Mackinac Island, of course, the famous Mackinac Fudge that's world renowned. I mean, really? You can buy that anywhere, but you've got to get it made fresh in front of you, watching it being made and buy it fresh. Oh, fantastic! And the I've other never... thing. Mackinac fudge, that sounds like you're putting me on. I, <laughs> no, it really is. A, you know, it's really good. Really good. Really, yeah, you can have some Mackinac lemonade and some Mackinac fudge and some yeah. Mackinac milk. You know those ice cream sandwiches that are put between, like, two chocolate chip cookies? Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, Grand Hotel and Mackinac does those by hand. They bake the cookies fresh. The mm -hmm. fresh ice cream, you 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 out in their you know on their property and they're literally making them in front of you fresh. It's like oh my god, those are so good. <laughs> You're selling it here. <laughs> it, it's a great place to visit. It really is lovely. How you spell Mackinac? I'm trying to. M a c k i n a c. There's also right. a. M-A-C-K-I-N-A-W, because there's after the Indian tribe, so there's actually ah. more than one. 
There's a Mac. Oh, I put the W on it, so I did it wrong, apparently. Yes, right. <laughs> I put an advertisement for your Cookie Witches on Mackinac, only five dollars. Uh, it actually looks like Mackinac rather than Mackinac. Dang it! And, I'm and misspelling made, everything. Yeah, and you made me realize too the scrawl you put is was uh, before too was. You can't use that promo code static. Or Dr. Bob on Amazon. Oh, sorry. You, you have to use it on terrorstrikes.info slash shop. Oh, okay. That's what, well, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. At terrorstrikes.info. We're just going to do it all here. <laughs> all right. I've, I've done that one. I guess you're not going to push any more Mackinac cookie witches. So we'll switch it out then. There we go. So, um, no, that sounds good, though. I mean, I honestly have been wanting to come up there probably for, well, since just before COVID uh, broke, I'm like, I, we have, you know, we travel around a bit, and I'm like, we haven't been up to uh, Michigan yet. That would be a good place to go, I think. But then yeah. COVID happened and put, well, you know, spoiled yeah, everybody's plans. a lot of people plans. will come to either Holland, Michigan for the Tulip Festival mm -hmm. or Traverse City for the Cherry Festival. Or you could go to Mackinac Island, and then from Mackinac Island, you could take the ferry off the island back it's to your car. It's a fudge festival yeah, up there. <laughs> do a day trip to, like, to Quaminum Falls, which is a very lovely area. Oh, my gosh, everything. So yeah, there's, there's uh, how, far, area. how far away from Canada are you? Oh, almost a stone's throw. Yeah, Wyandotte. Uh, which is where I actually live, is mm -hmm. a southern suburb of Detroit. And mm -hmm. Wyandotte is actually, it's considered a downriver community. So Really? Wyandotte is on the river. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm not on a riverfront property in Wyandotte, uh, but, you know, five minutes less because of the traffic lights, I can be on the river staring across at Canada. Really? Oh, yeah. So do you go up and get all your medication up there? Is that the deal? <laughs> Everybody no, talks about I, how cheap it is in Canada or something. Right, you go, right. If you get hurt, you throw yourself over the border and they'll just take care of you? I haven't been to Canada in probably uh, more than 20 years just because of, you know, after 9-11, the hassle to get back and forth across the border mm -hmm. just isn't worth it. But before 9-11, I used to vacation up in Canada all the time. Uh, oh, really? The, you know, the summers are cooler, obviously, the further north you go. So right. I'd go up to Aurelia, Ontario, uh, which some people may recognize. That's the uh, home of their native son, Gordon Lightfoot. Who, oh, yes. You know, passed away last year. And, yeah. of course, Detroit. We have a tight connection with Gordon Lightfoot because of his wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Mariner mm. Church in downtown Detroit, there is a uh, ceremony held, a remembrance every year regarding the wreck. So I actually got to meet Gordon Lightfoot one time. At really? One the, uh, yeah, at one of the, uh, the uh, wreck... Uh, I don't know what they, they officially call it something, but... You know, I'll just call it the Wreck Remembrance, but, you know, it's officially <laughs> called something. I can't think of what it the is. The Dead, Dead Sailor Memorial. Yeah. I think, <laughs> is, 
So uh, did he, when he left, did he said, hey, you better take care. Uh, that's, a, that's a lyric from his song. Anyway. That's Sundown. Yeah, yeah Sundown, sundown you, better you better take care. Take care. Yeah. I've no. got that 45. <laughs> you 45 RPM vinyl. Tell, yeah, it, got tell us what a 45 was. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No I one lost, knows what the hell you're talking audience. about. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Is it like a cassette single? What is it? <laughs> right. It's a vinyl single. It's I a mean, vinyl a of, single. You know, a lot of the younger generation know what albums and 45. Yeah, they do. They're, they're, they're making a comeback. Now. They're making yeah. a comeback. Because it really does. I mean, the crackle and the pop and the little bit of hiss, it adds uh, flavor to the music. Yeah, no, definitely. Definitely. So um, so you're in Michigan, you're having a good time, living your life, right? And so when did you decide, you know what I really need to do is write a book? When well, did this come about? My father was Ted Leonard Jr. of Ted Leonard Jr. and the Polka Kings. So what? Talking about vinyl records, you know, I uh, still got his album what was in it? his 45s. Oh, what was so, it? They said uh, um, uh, old SCTV, uh, Yash Mingi, and yeah. I, I'm Yash Mingi, and I'm... <laughs> What is his name? Something Schmingy, and we're the Happy Wanderers. And it's like, zigazaga, zigazaga, hey, hey, hey. What was that? Is that what they did? <laughs> I don't remember. But oh, yeah, okay. no. So Ted Leonard Jr. and the Polka King. So I had the creative gene, and as his dad also had a polka band. So that is, you need to, to play that on your on your show. You need to play some of that music because you got I, inside thing, I you know? I actually do. I oh, tribute, good. I tribute. I my father's tune, father's band's tune, he wrote it, but yeah, the band played it, obviously. Our Little Polish Genie is on the end of a couple of my Constitutionalist Politics podcast shows. Oh, fantastic. As a tribute to him. But yeah, I got my creative gene from him. So I've been writing my whole life, 70s and 80s. Yeah, I dabbled in music too, but I didn't play the accordion. I played in guitar and drums and keyboards. And, you know, I I was never good enough to get a record deal like they were able to get right. a record deal. So, uh, so did you travel <laughs> around a whole bunch, I I'm guessing? I see Polka, Polka, Polka at the bottom of the screen there now. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they toured all over, you know, the uh, northeastern states. I mean, they, they were pretty well known. And cool. In fact, uh, a, a friend of mine uh, called me up a few months ago because an old a station that still plays polkas played one of their records the other a couple months ago. So really? he called me up to let me know. Yeah, I mean their music still gets played. Uh, they they That's put great. out they put out hits, but I never got a record deal. So, but I always wrote. Uh, I holder of more than three dozen copyrights. It's just that terror strikes coming soon to a city near you finally became my first internationally published book oh okay so that was so you had stuff prior to that that kind of yeah. built up to being the so the terror strikes was your kind of the one that kind of put you over the edge or whatever you want to say right yeah put, put which me is on the probably not a good phrase map. there yeah <laughs> 
So have you, um, because of it, have you like been a pundit on anything? I, I mean, have you been like, at one point, everybody and their, you know, brother was on shows talking about terror back in the, uh, you know, in the 90s and into yeah. the 2000s. So Yeah, unfortunately, CNN, well, CNN, I wouldn't want to go on there. I mean, I mean Fox <laughs> News, Newsmax, OAN, unfortunately, none of them have ever called me. But yeah, I've oh, been man. on some radio shows talking yeah. you know, about it. Because, oh, okay. you know, it. Some people seem to foolishly think that, you know, during the Wuhan hysteria, terrorists said, ah, you know, let's stop blowing people up. Let's take our AK-47s and turn them into plowshares and become farmers. Nope, didn't happen. It, just because you're not seeing it on the nightly news doesn't mean it isn't still going on. And why I thought my book was important to be international and come out in 2022 when it did, telling that lesson. It hasn't gone away. And mm -hmm. the subtitle, Coming Soon, it can happen anytime to a city near you. It can happen any place. It's not just in L.A., New York. There's a chapter on Toronto, Canada in there, London, England. Mm -hmm. Madrid, Spain, Tokyo, Japan. It's not just a major urban center issue. It can happen anytime, any place. Like the East Palestine train derailment. Now, I'm not mm -hmm. saying that was terrorism, but I am saying it, my book is historical fiction, or as I call it, faction. There is some historical fact as well mm -hmm. as the fiction. Like the Tulsa chapter was about a train derailment. Well, I dramatized, which was based on a true event, that I dramatized the end of that chapter and predicted East Palestine. Interesting. So, okay, so uh, it's not all uh, like history or anything like that. Oh, no, no. That and so be too dry. <laughs> it uh, has some artistic license to it. That's interesting. So, what, what like what was if, if you what was your first uh, book then that wasn't quite as successful as this one? Uh, what was it called? My first novel uh, in the early '80s was the Gestapo Kidnap File. Has nothing to do with the war. <laughs> what it is is a kidnapping that takes place on Halloween. Hence, okay. the Gestapo getup. I thought we, I thought maybe you were gonna say gazpacho kidnap file. <laughs> yeah, no, that's my that's another one for my Italian side, right? It's a it's yeah. a cookbook slash kidnapping. Um, <laughs> they kidnapped somebody because they didn't know how to cook. They right, forced, they didn't know how to make it. So them like, how to cook. Right? You you make the best gazpacho, so we're gonna kidnap you and make you make it. It's kind of like um, it was a uh, Breaking Bad of its time for gazpacho. So yeah. Somebody um, kidnaps, uh, not Wolfgang Puck, Puck. Who's who's the idiot with the shows now? The you know the uh, oh, is I, he always Gordon angry? Gordon Ramsay. Gordon right? Ramsay. Yeah. You're thinking Gordon Lightfoot, but yeah, yeah. Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> Gordon Ramsay. Yeah, they, yeah. That would be. I don't know if that would be. Uh, actually, they, that sounds like it would be a good good book because I'm sure that he would have a lot of choice words to say. 
it'd have to be an adult mature book, right? Right, yeah, exactly. Be a lot yeah, of wouldn't, wouldn't be a young on. adult kind yeah. of a thing. I, yeah. I think it'd be a short one, though, because I think the kidnappers would want to be rid of them and let them go real early on because of the uh, kind of a pain-in-the-ass type person he is. Ransom, <laughs> Ransom of Red Chief kind of spinoff there, right? So, <laughs> if you're familiar with that one. Um, yeah, yeah. That I, was I don't think anybody would pay to free Gordon Ramsay. So, yeah. Maybe. Well, I think he's got a family. I'm yeah. sure they would. We, they're, making be, him lo- they're making him lots of money. They probably would get rid of, true. you know, yeah. ca- cash him out for that. But so. I think the average person is tired of all his bazillion different variety of cooking shows that are yeah. on. Yeah. Well, well, he doesn't cook much. He just yells at people, I think, right. mostly. Who yeah. do the cooking, right? Yeah. You're not doing it right. And it's like, well, you do something. <laughs> but, uh, so did uh, do you if I can ask I mean you don't have to answer any of these questions if you don't want to Joe I want to put that out there right away <laughs> I've just been asking you I should have prepped you for that but so is are you would you consider yourself now just an author or you have to do other stuff on the side where where are you I know well I was an IT guy but I've been on disability since 2004 so oh, okay uh, writing and being an author and a podcaster is not a job it's still a hobby right all those things for me yeah i hope that uh, your disability isn't that you couldn't talk or something because now you're really blowing it right <laughs> <laughs> so did you get it was it an accident i mean if i'm getting too personal just say no no that's quite all right Again, being in IT, I was on the technical support side of things. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, you work all day and you're fielding phone calls all night, sometimes in the middle of the night. And sooner or later, on call. Yes. Sooner or later, that stress adds up and takes a toll. And at some point, then my body said, we're not doing this, we're shutting down. We are oh, not really? going to do this anymore. You can't do this anymore. And so indeed, you, I couldn't. <laughs> you were like um, uh, like a key player then if, if you were on a call all the time. Yeah, so yeah. Then that made, well, yeah. Well, I mean, the salary was nice, right? Obviously. I mean, yeah. uh, your worth obviously then translates. So, yeah, I mean, I it was great having a six-figure salary. And now I'm scraping by on disability income. Right. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a major adjustment. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, I'm sure. I mean, it's terrible. But so did you? Uh, this didn't bring on the cancer, did it? Did this. No. That. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. How that accidentally then happened? Who knows either? But uh, yeah, it was leukemia. It was a blood cancer. Oh, uh, terrible. So have trouble producing red and white blood cells sufficiently in that. And Yeah, but the great thing is your blue blood cells were going like crazy. <laughs> oh, you're going to laugh at it? You got red, white, blue shirt on. I'm just yeah. kidding. So, <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew where you were going. Yeah. Oh, okay. It wasn't that funny. No problem. They, they can't all land. Sorry. Right. That's right. You know, okay, since, since we're doing jokes. I I love lame you humor. Our humor is the same. Bad puns, I can't pass on them. Terror Strikes coming soon to a city near you has a comic relief chapter because 
to make one of the sub points is you've got to keep a sense of humor. With mm-hmm. all the stress, all the serious stuff Dark going on humor. around, you've got to keep a sense of humor or you'll be sucking on your thumb, curled in the fetal <laughs> position in a corner <laughs> all the time, you know? So yeah. one of the jokes from my book, a Joe original, Shakespeare, for those who love Shakespeare, to be or not to be is truly the question. Because if it's to be, I got bingo! <laughs> Lame oh pun, my gosh. but yeah, professional that's... <laughs> comedian didn't think of it. I did. I got a, I got a bingo. There you go. In the middle of all, if we're playing bingo with all this terror going on. Come on, <laughs> it's called terrorist bingo. <laughs> That'll be the sequel. Terror bingo. <laughs> if, so if you if you've got nine eleven on your bingo card, right? <laughs> Right. If you had 9-11 on your bingo card, you're well or on your way. 116 could be 116. Yeah. I'll Upside start. down, 9-11. The, um, <laughs> so then, uh, so you're, you, you had to tap out because the, the work environment was getting to be way too harsh. You, uh, I shouldn't say tap out. That's, that's a negative connotation. I should use a better word than that. I know what you mean, though. I, I don't no, know. no, 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 because it makes it sound like, you know. But uh, So situation was that you needed to, to step back a little bit from that aspect of your life and go towards another one. But some people would say, Joseph, that what you're doing right now, right, is – very stressful. Most people cannot talk off the top of their head like you're doing and, you know, be coherent for any length of time. You know, it's almost like public speaking in a way, because eventually this will be public, you know, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not well, that they, we got know, a bunch I, of people, but, you know. I have to credit my father for that again, you know, the band and being around that and then being on stage. It made that and my ability to pick up a guitar and perform on stage because that was a natural, normal thing then for us in our family. So that was never an issue, a stage fright issue like some people have or, mm-hmm. you know, terrified to have to speak in public. That's never been an issue for me. Because, I mean, that's usually number one on the list for people, you know. Public speaking, Like they'll, yeah. they'll face down a bear before they'll go up in front of an audience yeah. to talk. So, yeah, the joke about, you know, imagine your audience naked. In their, yeah, or, yeah, in their underwear and naked. I don't know how yeah. that's the most... That make I would more, say... Uh, make me more uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, it depends on your audience, I suppose. Right, yeah. Uh, maybe uh, maybe uh, make room? you too comfortable, you know what I'm saying? Right, but, a uh, room full of supermodels. Uh, uh, yeah. Might yeah. cause another... Uh, problem to pop yeah terror would strike yeah Yeah. (laughs) to use a double entendre (laughs) so uh well that's interesting though so it sounds like though that so was your dad did he have to travel all the time i mean was it just gone on the weekends yeah mostly yeah the weekends he worked a regular job he he was oh okay so he did both wow yeah he worked at general motors uh uh, he was in. The was he playing polka on the production floor, trying to cheer everybody up because they had shitty jobs, or what? Yeah, he, he was a salary guy. Worked in the uh, 
transportation department, you know, moving shit from here to there. Oh, was he a teamster? <laughs> Logistics. No, no, no. It's salaried, oh, right. uh, non-union. Okay, gotcha. I'm just asking. I was a teamster for several years when I was oh. younger, so, you know. I Teamsters, was in a Teamster, union. baby. Yeah, I was in a union briefly when I was working in the hotel industry. I actually went to school to study... Elevator, elevator operator? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, front desk, uh, hotel, motel management, and that. And uh, first chance I had to get out of the union, I got out. And somebody there saw I had a head for the computers. And that's Ooh. how I kind of got my break into IT. And I got out of the union <laughs> and into oh, really? IT. Uh, it was at the Western Hotel at the time. Uh, oh, high-end that, yeah. yeah, that's that center tower in the Renaissance Center. I think mm -hmm. it's run by Marriott now, but back then Yeah, I think was, they own all the Westons, yeah. But yeah, still high-end. That's a high, always been a high-end property. Yeah, which, which was nice at the time, too, like... Because, you know, as an employee, I got to stay at all the Westons for 50% right. off and sometimes for free, depending. Right. So, you know, that helped to be able to go someplace I would otherwise not be able to go because I could stay inexpensively at a wow. nice place. He's scamming the man at the Westin there. <laughs> so, Which a friend and I went up to Toronto for a hockey game. Just to go to who, see Maple Leaf Gardens. That was who was playing. Uh, well, obviously the Maple Leafs. Yeah, I forget who they played, but because of working at the hotel, I met the announcer at the time for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Really? And yeah, there was an issue. He had some issue getting ex money exchanged, so I took care of his room for the night. Oh, you're, so, you're throwing your weight around. Yeah, don't yeah. worry about it. I'll take in care of it. In exchange, there was a quid, a quid pro quo. Uh -huh. He'd give me tickets for Maple Leaf Garden. So yeah, oh. me and a friend drove up to Toronto, stayed at the Western for free, got to go to a game for free. It basically cost us the gas and food. Right. <laughs> that's, a cool, that's a cool story there because, I mean, that's not your norm. Uh, I got well. Maybe living in in uh, Michigan, you can just jump over the border and go see a hockey game. But uh, it, that sounds pretty interesting. I mean, it's like yeah, we're gonna go play see the Maple Leafs play against the whomever it was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would have uh, been nice if they would have been playing Detroit that day. But, yeah. <laughs> the Red Wings. <laughs> Oh, you, why, did you have your octopus with you? Are you going to throw your octopus <laughs> out there? No, uh, no way I was going to smuggle one of those things in. <laughs> I, actually, I actually witnessed an octopus on the ice for a game a long time ago now. Uh, they were playing in St. Louis at the Blues, obviously, and the, and the Red Wings came down. This is when Gretzky played for the Blues. Oh, that rare season. One year, <laughs> right. I was going to see Gretzky play for the Blues, and they threw the octopus out. Uh, all these Detroit – I swear to God, half the audience was from Detroit. Oh, That came yeah. down to see the game. Yeah, uh, that was close it was enough amazing. to drive. Yeah, close enough yeah. to drive, or you could take an Amtrak from right. Detroit. Right, I mean, it was lousy with Detroit people. Uh, <laughs> 
and then they threw these octopus on the ice. It was crazy. I was like, yeah, what are they well, doing? We, I had no idea at the time. So we, we started that trend ages ago, and so many others have picked up, right? The Florida Panthers, they throw rats. The story behind that Panthers. is a, uh, one, a rat was in the building, got onto the ice, and one of the Panther players killed it with his stick along the boards. <laughs> Great. That birthed the throwing of plastic rats movement. Oh, my god! In gosh. Nashville, they throw carp. Kind of, you know, because it yeah. comes from the water anyway, and yeah. there's lots yeah, of carp. Nashville's and, known about their water. Yeah, and in Vegas, they they <laughs> throw flamingos. They throw <laughs> they throw uh, uh, showgirls. <laughs> <laughs> showgirls or uh, chips from the from the uh, area. No, those are worth too much. <laughs> yeah, I, maybe those high rollers. Chips. These are high rollers, you know. Yeah, dollar chips, maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. So, um, so then, uh, so well, I forgot where I was at. On you, I'm, I'm going. I'm doing a little chronological Joseph uh, thing here. Ah. <laughs> so, so actually, you've been uh, kind of doing your thing, this kind of thing, basically since 2004. You said, or yeah, yeah. So, yeah. okay. So, so I mean, would is there? I mean, what's your end goal that you're hoping for? I guess I don't want to get to the end yet, but we're going to be yeah. on an hour here pretty soon, so well, we're probably out of March that way. You know, I I have no expectations of you know whatever number of books to sell, but you know, you know, just selling more books and becoming known as an author would would be really nice. You know, mm -hmm. but I mean, my legacy is already established. The third book is out now. Those aren't going to go anywhere. Uh, they'll be what's available. The, what's the name of your third one? What's once the name I expire, uh, get constitutionalist politics to go. Oh, that's right. To go with the you podcast. Told me that. Yep, yep, yep. And the middle book is how to write a book and get it published. Hints, tips, and techniques. Because I go on a lot of shows to talk about terror strikes coming soon to a city near you. And they'd say, well, since you went through assisted publishing, as I call it, there's, mm -hmm. you know, it's mainly known as self-publishing. Uh, but there's various levels. There's like the vanity press kind. There's somewhat self-publishing that they help you with. And then there's higher end that I call assisted publishing. And I went that route. Well, people would ask me to come back on and talk about that process. Well, after a dozen times, I thought, you know what? Let me go on Amazon. And I looked. Sure enough, there's a bazillion books on how to put your book on Amazon. Right, but, right. But not from concept to writing it, character mm. development, scene development, to what are your realistic publishing options, and then what do you got to do after you've published? Obviously, like this, you've got to mm. promote, right, if you're going to sell any books. So I have an all-encompassing book. But also, if, you know, anybody, I'm sure there's one or two people in your audience that has a book in them. So no. for the 99.9% else of your audience, don't Unless it's homemade porn, I don't think there's a book in them. <laughs> but think of it as a tell-all without names, 
no Kardashian names are dropped, however. Yeah. It's a behind the scenes of what does an author go through? You know, if you read a lot of books and you've got a bunch of books on your bookshelf at home or you've got a whole library, what did an author go through to make that book available for you to be able to read it? So mm -hmm. it's for non-writers also to understand the process of what it takes for books to be on bookshelf. Hmm, interesting. I actually read an excerpt from that one, uh, how to write. Uh, I read your uh, whatever they give you on on Amazon that you can read. I read through that. Uh, and it's, I've always thought, I mean, I, I don't know that I really want to be a writer per se, but I I kind of like to do a lot of different things. So I thought I would like to write something and get it, put it out there in some format. Uh, well, I've actually, I've done it already in one format, but I'd like to do it as more of a written book. I did like a, um, when my kids were little, I did a children's book for them and put it out and everything. So, uh, but that's not, you know, that's different. So. Yeah. Well, my, <laughs> but, our, our friend, Michael Gardner, took the advice in my how to write a book and get it mm -hmm. published, hints, tips, and techniques. For you, one of the tricks and the tips is you have a podcast. You sure. can take a podcast episodes, have them transcribed, and you've yeah. got automatic chapters. Oh, and I know. We got go a thousand clean, chapters. Clean up that <laughs> chapter to, you know, add things that you know, weren't thought of at the time that could have gone with those episodes. And it's, bam, it's the work. You, you've Joseph, got a I'm Dr. So Bob Yeah, well, no. I just I like mean, to lay in the sunshine and soak up the rays. That's and, not a huge know. amount of work, though, really. Like my constitutionalist book, I put together in under a month because I use my hints, tips, and techniques from my How to Write a Book and Get It Published book. So it doesn't have to take a year if you use the hints, tips, and techniques in my How to Write a Book wow. and Get It Published. See, now I talked to Michael not too long ago, and I'm like, you, and I'll say this. I actually got a question about that, but let me say this first. Let me say this about that. Um, so uh, he I said, you're, you are a great, and, and this is not, I'm saying this because this is what people say, but it's not a negative. I'm not saying it in a, you're a, a good shameless self promoter. And that is a, that is a skill that a lot of people don't have because you get wrapped up in, you know, Oh, I can't talk about this or I can't talk about that or, you know, but you are, are you and Michael are two good examples of being very good at that. You're, you, you it's not everything you're talking about. But when it comes up, you take the opportunity to talk about it. Right. And and it's, you know, you don't just start it. Like, I don't know if you've ever encountered somebody who they can't get off of the of that. You know what I mean? They can't answer another question. They can only they can only keep referring back to the material. Um, but you guys are very good at uh, whenever the opportunity presents itself, you take it as opposed to uh, not or, or being, you know, faux bashful because most people are faux bashful yeah. on these kind of things yeah and go oh you know that whatever don't you know don't worry about that no you know you've put the effort into it it's obviously uh, something that's out there and you're yeah. uh do a great job of uh presenting it when the opportunity 
comes to you. And you're like, yeah, yeah hey, well, look, I got Mike, this book. Michael Clawson is the CEO of Illumify Media, which Terror Strikes, I approached them to help mm -hmm. with that book. And he created, he literally created a whole new subsidiary for me and future books like mine called McHenry Press. Yes, if that sounds familiar, as in Fort McHenry, that Francis oh, yeah. Cotton. Scott Key wrote. Scott Key, right? Yeah, I've been, I've been there. About oh yeah, so yeah, I went to Fort McKendry. Yeah, they, Michael Clausen has said, yeah, he wishes all their authors were like me because he has some that are like you say. You know, they want to put out a book and then hope through osmosis it will sell. Well, no, <laughs> you've got to be your first and best salesperson. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna make a book called Osmosis, the book, and then it, it, it's just blank pages, and you put it on you put it in your mind onto the page. That's my book, Osmosis. The um, so how did you and Michael yeah. uh, Gardner? Yeah. Well, somebody connect? somebody did that. Oh, the Osmosis, the book. Yeah, well, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, not by that title, but somebody wrote. Reasons to vote for a Democrat, and it's empty. It's oh, just it's a, a blank. Bunch of blank pages. <laughs> there you go. But no, yeah, it's Michael a, Gardner. It's a moleskine I, or whatever. It's a moleskine. Yeah. Well, and through my efforts to promote terror strikes coming soon to a city near you, at the time he was doing the Patriot Angle, which morphed into Savage Unfiltered, uh, mm -hmm. which thankfully I'm so grateful he allows me to co-host with him because mm -hmm. we hit it off so well. Talking about my book one time, he invited me back for a series. I was on the Patriot Angle four times, and when he moved to Savage Unfiltered. He approached me to do co-hosting. I said, oh, absolutely. I wanted to do a podcast. I would never start one up my own. But if I co-host, that would be great. And, you know, the rest, as they say, is history. Because without Michael, constitutionalist politics, would podcast and book wouldn't have been born. Because I would have still had that, even though I've been on, a you know, countless podcasts, radio, TV, whatever, doing interviews, hosting is, of course, a whole other kettle of fish, right? right? So, as is co-hosting, you're the sidekick. You get to just interject here and there. Uh, you, you don't have to carry the show yourself right. uh, and fill in those gaps and keep the discussion moving if there's a guest. Now, like constitutionalist politics, I did, it is meant to be a, a complimentary uh, to the Liberty Beacon that I drop a article, a political article, every weekend, Saturday. Mm -hmm. So I created Constitutionalist Politics to kind of piggyback off those articles. And now Constitutionalist Politics, the book, piggybacks off of the podcast but yeah if i would not been a uh, co-host for a while i would have never felt comfortable enough to start my own podcast from scratch like i was able to do yeah no that's fantastic and but you guys i mean have you you haven't i mean what kind of history do you guys have how how long have you known each other i guess is my question 
only a couple of years now. Yeah. Oh, okay. We, so it's we not... met. We met through my attempts to promote terror strikes coming right. into the city of you. I found the Patriot Angle through one of the interface services, uh, Matchmaker FM. It may have. Oh, been. Okay. okay. You know, there's that. There's podcast guest list. There's radio guest list. There's different services that right. people who with shows. Uh, put up a profile, and people like me who have something to promote put up a yeah, profile. Yeah. It's kind of like a Tinder for podcasters. Oh no, don't say Tinder. <laughs> this is a this is the grinder for podcasters. The um, <laughs> okay, I wasn't sure because I I I asked Michael that same question, uh, so I kind of knew the answer a little bit, but. I was just curious because, you know, it seems like you guys have kind of uh, been meshed for a longer time than I guess what it has been. I would have thought you'd known each other at, you know, some period in the past and, and came together several years ago to do something. But uh, it's yeah. it's it's all kind of organic. It's happened well, it's over just, just a long time. Things. It's just, you know, certain people, you're like joined souls, you know. There's your next spirit. book, Joined Souls. <laughs> Where you meet them, you have a discussion, and it is indeed like you've known each other your whole lives. Uh, I'm sure you've had people like that. In your no, life that uh, come, come yeah, most of the time it's I'm a one and done. I don't even want to talk to people anymore. <laughs> no, we've you and I have talked now for several times over the yeah, last yeah. year or so. The um, but. And, and, uh, do we know each other well enough that I could call you Bobby now? I know no, I don't, no not... one calls me Bobby. Come on. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> hey, I was keeping it civil. Now you got fighting words going on with this. What am I, a Brady Bunch kid? <laughs> you know? Uh, no, no, Bobby. I just like to keep it. Short and sweet. You can call, uh, Michael calls me Doctor Bob because we had a whole discussion about his psyche one time. But uh, yeah, uh, I'm not I, a doctor. I, I, so ad I adopted that too, right? Uh, from <laughs> from you being on Savage Unfiltered, yeah. exactly, right? I'm not, I'm not a doctor, but you're uh, an honorary doctor. Yeah, I, I yeah, I wish I was even an honorary doctor, but uh, well. I've got an honorary PhD. But I uh, usually, I think your show is the only show I think I've ever mentioned that. <laughs> really? How yeah. did you get that? Yeah. Oh, you give a lot of money to somebody? What do you do for that? <laughs> no, it, it, just through one of my odd publications, and they came oh. across me, and you know, and they said, "There's this opportunity that." You could, you know, because people get honorary degrees from places yeah. all the time, you know, yeah. and, uh, and, and I, yeah, and uh, Cosby's got one and they're not thinking it's such a good idea anymore. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, I don't know. We get this this uh, pharmacy school gave them an honorary doctorate and they're thinking they yep. want to think. No, I'm joking. But, but technically, technically, I could put Dr. Joseph L. Leonard on my books. But Ooh. you know, I am not going to go there. I you can put. You have to put there. honorary. Don't you? Can you really do that? I don't oh, know. Oh yes, you can. Oh, interesting. <laughs> All these rules in the world that no one knows about. <laughs> so, uh, so what's I, next for Joseph? I, I also have a minister. Oh, sorry. Also have a minister card. 
So, is it from the Universalist uh, whatever? No, no, no. <laughs> Rose Ministries. Uh, oh, I'm I'm one of the online early online ministries, Universal Universalist or whatever. I got one yeah, of those. Yeah. So you can call me yeah. Reverend Doctor Bob if you want. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, next time you're on Savage Unfiltered, I'll pop that in. And be, so that Reverend Dr. Will, Bob. Michael will say, what? Where did that yeah, come from? And we can I got go into that, that. Gosh, this would have been probably not even the year 2001, somewhere around there. I got uh, that. Yeah. Long time so ago. Way, you, way like back. me, can legally marry somebody. Right. I, I did that. The whole bit was I was going to, I was trying to get somebody to let me marry them, but it didn't work out. But uh, <laughs> I, it, for their own good. Uh, I mainly wanted to be able to have that. So a, a, as a Christian, I, I'm not trying to push my faith on anybody. Oh, you, it's whenever you said Christitutionalist, you're pushing well, up there. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think people got it. But yeah, but I wanted to be able to, um, uh, minister in hospitals if somebody wanted it. I oh. ministered with somebody at a courthouse one time because uh, mm -hmm. you know they were in. It, obviously, if you're at a courtroom, something's going on, and, and they were in a frenzy. And I asked them if they mm -hmm. were Christian, indeed, so that I that she said yes. So I said, well, how about we pray together? And Oh, you know, no, that, you're using the, that, it's not a pickup line, is it? No, Joseph? it was not a pickup line. <laughs> no. And, you know, well, that, I am a reverend, by the that way. That helped so. calm her, you know. And, you oh, know, well, that, that was very kind I of you. I hope that made a difference for her. You're being a kind, kind person. Even though you talk about terror, it's okay. <laughs> well, you know, so, and, and about that, let me... Yeah. Cause you people, show me the. I'm gonna grab a piece of paper so I. Get it looks like a manifesto. Right. Watch out! Yeah. <laughs> because I like to say that it's a book within a book. We follow Martin, who's a Detroit newspaper person, who's mm -hmm. writing a book on terrorism. So yes, terrorism is the thread that holds it together. But that's not really what it is. I'm not selling fear porn. It's not a Rambo kind of blood and gut shoot 'em up. So yes, mm -hmm. it's about terrorism, but not book about death, but life and living. Life mm -hmm. over death, hope over fear, faith over despair, love over hate, good over evil, individualism over collectivism, freedom over tyranny. So there's the political aspects, family and friends. So again, that's, you know, the you know the exactly what it says family and friends don't live in fear don't be stupid don't be clueless like mm -hmm. in my uh uh naperville illinois chapter in the book teresa uh, naperville teresa says she thought she was the mama bear she need be for her child but she realized she was really more an ostrich right because if an mm -hmm. ostrich your barrier in your head to things doesn't mean they're not going to affect you still. Ostrich wanders onto train tracks, hears a noise, buries its head between the tracks, isn't going to stop it being bowled over and slaughtered <laughs> by the train just because it doesn't see and hear it coming anymore. Right? So I use mm -hmm. uh, another joke. So I use that <laughs> metaphor, right? That analogy. Right. Right, but I like to say, don't ever compliment my metaphors. 
I'm too clever to use metaphors. I use meta sixes. But um But um Oh my god. That's because I have a PhD. And get, yeah, and then you're a reverend doctor. So what what's next for Joseph? I mean, you got the book out. What was it? Uh, let me put it up here. There, there you go. New book. Uh, but what's what's the next thing? So we know about this new book, but yeah. you got to be working on something else, don't you? Well, what are you going to do? Yeah, I certainly have other more cancer. You thinking about more cancer or? <laughs> I hope not. Yeah, yeah I, I hope do not have either. <laughs> a few irons in the fire. My next immediate plan is Constitutionalist Two, uh, so that it comes out next year before the Electric election. Electric Boogaloo is that what that is? Like breaking <laughs> yeah. Two, right before the election. Again, about bringing like-minded thinking Christians to think more about their politics. Like I say about that book, it's meant to make people think. You know, it's controversial and upsetting in parts, and it's meant to be. Just like Terror Strikes is. This is a uh, disclaimer on the bottom of every page of TerrorStrikes.info website. Warning. Many deem me and my book controversial and upsetting, and terror strikes and constitutionalists both are meant to be, meant to make people think, to challenge your own as well as others' intentions, motives, your own and others' morality and mortality. Hmm. Interesting. So, more, yeah. more books... More talking, more yeah. Keep the podcast going. That second mm -hmm. book next year, hopefully, to try and help influence next year's election and uh, and other irons in the fire. I've got a book working titled "Living Hell." Another one, so tired. Uh, I'm hoping to hear back from a Rabbi Kurt uh, Schneider here in Michigan. He's mm -hmm. got a project called Taking the Rainbow Back about, you know, how the lefty alf rainbow alphabet mafia has tried to co-opt <laughs> the seven colors of the rainbow, mm -hmm. taking one out, making it a six-color rainbow flag. So he's got Taking the Rainbow Back project, and I propose to him a joint book. Uh, some of my stuff and all of his stuff. In fact, I sent it to him. He wouldn't have to do any of the work. He's done it all. It's on his right. website. I just lift it, put it in the book along with my stuff. Bam, there's a book. <laughs> there you go. That sounds wild. Yeah, I think they did the uh, drop the colors so that they get a cheaper bulk buy uh, for their materials. I'm just joking here. So uh, <laughs> they're going for the bulk discount. The um, so it's uh, now you're saying constitutional is that a constitutional now? Is that the deal? Uh, well, yeah, I pronounce it constitutional. Okay, I just want to make in, sure. As in the original Christos, ah. you know that where where Xmas comes from. It's actually mm -hmm. short for Christos Mass. So, yeah. Uh, when someone says Merry Xmas, uh, if you're a fellow Christian and you're getting upset, oh my God, you're taking Christ out of Christmas. Uh, no, they're not. 
you're the dumb one. They're saying <laughs> Merry Christos Mas, the original, uh -huh. actual Christos Mas. So it's but not they, if they even know that, maybe that. they don't know it. That's yeah. the problem. Most people don't know it. And yes, I go <laughs> into that in constitutionalist politics to educate. Because, yeah, unfortunately, there's a whole lot of fellow Christians that sadly don't know a whole lot about their own faith. <laughs> wow. There you go. There you had it. Right there. <laughs> Joseph and Leonard... You can find them at Savage Unfiltered, uh, Constitutionalist. Uh, look for those at any of your podcast, uh, you know, aggregators. Yeah, I'm on 14 platforms going for more. And uh, <laughs> let me hit this button here and get your promo codes there at terrorstrikes.info for uh, for all your books or just for the Terror yeah, Strikes no, book? Yeah, no, a discount on any one, any book. two, or all three. It, the discount will apply to all three if you buy all three. All three will be autographed. This is only open to U.S. residents, though, because I include free shipping. You don't shipping want to pay too. that crazy, crazy shipping overseas, right? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I can send you a book in the U.S., for $3.98. That I can handle. <laughs> but I'm not sending a book for $20 so that the book costs, or the shipping costs more than the book. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, you got to play the game with the old uh, shippers. But anyone outside the U.S., again, these are international books. Uh, you can go to terrorstrikes.info slash shop, and there's a link to international shopping which oh. will take you to another page. Places closer to you, you can buy that book. Oh, okay. So then that way you don't have to worry about shipping it across the uh, across the continents yeah. and so forth. I, I do pretty well in Australia through Booktopia. <laughs> really? Yep. It's interesting. I was just talking to a guy from Australia yesterday. Go figure. Oh. <laughs> uh, well, un Uncensored Yarns. That was his show. Anyway, we're not going to promote him necessarily, but uh, but uh, go go look up more stuff on Leonard. And uh, if you got it, if you love polka, listen to his dad's stuff. Right? Yeah, you could go to terrorstrikes.info under the more tab. There's a tribute page to my father, and you can hear our little little Polish genie on that page. Also, if you're a Billy Idol fan. You want to go to terrorstrikes.info slash Billy Idol. And I'll just leave you with that as a tease. Uh, hopefully you now want to understand what is Joseph M. Leonard and Billy Idol? Uh, how do they, you know. I, I have this weird uh, <laughs> thought that you guys were in Bangladesh at a bar. <laughs> Mum, mum's the word. You got to go to the little website to see that. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Joseph. Uh, and I'm sure I'll be talking to you again sometime All right. somewhere. Thanks for having me on, Dr. Bob. Really appreciate it. Take care. God bless.